welcome to episode 32 of Our Brooklyn Bites. I'm Stephanie. I'm Leon. And we're going to talk about a game that we've both recently played. Yeah, played it this week. Uh, Shovel Knight Shovel is Knight. the name. Yeah. Game that's been around a little while, but we finally got around to it. Probably because it came out on PlayStation Network recently, right? Yeah, so I think you've probably had it on PC for a while, mm-hmm. and um, it's been on Wii U and 3DS, which I don't own, and it hit PS4 and Xbox One this month, so I picked it up and decided to give it a go mm. and see what all the fuss is about, because <laughs> we saw this at PAX East at least two, three years ago, maybe three years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think it was PAX 2013. It was, right? Yep. And um, it looked cool back then. I remember talking to the guys who were bringing it out and then they told me it was going to be on PC only. I was like, oh, I didn't have a PC back then so I was a little disappointed. Mm. Um, but So I finally picked it up and played it and we're going to give you opinions. Yeah, so I guess a little background, right? Would yeah. Be in order. Um, the game was initially released on June 26th, 2014. Um, it was originally uh, launched as a Kickstarter. Hmm. Um, and that, I think, began sometime in early 2013, um, I think in March of 2013, and then I think it closed by April 13th, um, with 14,749 backers. Um, their original goal was $75,000, and they ended up with $311,502. It's not bad. So well above... I, I don't know, is that re- good? I, pretty good, I think. For, I mean, I guess for them it was good, but I'm wondering, like, especially for that time, because I think Kickstarter, I felt like it was getting bigger numbers back then. Mm. I wonder if that was, like, a good number to make a game like this. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, well, if your goal is 75 and then you hit 311. That, like, 75 seems pretty low for yeah. an indie game. I don't know. They probably had a business plan in mind. I mm. mean, the, the Kickstarter was maybe to gauge interest and... Maybe, you know, get to some of their stretch goals yeah, lined up. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't remember. Okay, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, no. Do you I, remember I, what these stretch goals were? I, I, don't, I don't have the layout. Because I know sometimes they, they have a goal, and then they say if it goes over this amount, they'll mm-hmm. add more stuff into the game. I think the Nintendo like versions were, were stretch goals. The which ones? The, the Nintendo versions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I think. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so this was... Um, by Yacht Club Games. This was a new company that was formed by former members of Way Forward, a company that we keep bringing up from time to time. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, they were founded in 2011 in Valencia, California. Um, basically, it was a team within Way Forward that had worked together on a bunch of titles, including Contra 4 and Double Dragon Neon. Mm. Um, and uh, some people had even worked on DuckTales Remastered. Um, and basically they said, well, we work well together and we want to keep working on these type of games. So mm-hmm. they spun off and formed their own company. And, um, you know, I guess their goal was to make a game that kind of calls back to NES classics that they love and grew up on and like to play and so on. So do you think they <laughs> met those goals? I guess that's one of the things that in mind when I played this game anyway. I think that it definitely captures the retro feel. Mm. I think just just by looking at it, you know, it, it looks like a classic, you know, NES or something from that era, from the eight or sixteen bit mm-hmm. era of games. In the music, 
it's definitely like a throwback title. Yeah. And I get as part of that, mm-hmm. they uh, enlisted the uh, skills of Jake Kaufman, also known as Vert, for music in this game. He had also done a lot of their games previously. He did do the DuckTales Remastered score and Shantae series, uh, Contra 4, which I think you know was also part of their list. Um, a bunch of stuff. I mean, he's pretty hmm. prolific, well-involved. But in addition to that, I think I, this was one of their uh, goals, was to enlist uh, Manami Mitsume, who had worked on the original Mega Man game. Okay. And she did two tracks for this game as well. Um, she's known for also doing other Capcom titles, UN Squadron among them, and even came back for Mega Man 10. Wow. And it's also doing, you know, music for Mighty Number no. 9 coming up. Huh. So, they definitely had a pedigree here. They definitely had um, kind of a template in mind. Yeah. Of what kind of feel they wanted to create for this for this game. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess that was part of uh, the reason, you know, you were interested in it, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you can see there's definitely the uh, influences from games of the past. Like, there's... The uh, like the thrust action of Ducktales, mm-hmm. like the pogo mechanic. There's uh, even the sound effects. There's something like from Black Tiger, like the the money collection sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, what other games does it have draw influence from? Bono Commando, maybe. There's like the grappling hook guy. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, you could probably pick apart and, and find. You Castlevania, maybe a little bit. A little bit, I'd, I'd say. Uh-huh. There's some, some, something to that. At least in one of the levels, you get a yeah. very, very direct feeling. Of yeah, that. it's not. I wouldn't say it's like blame. The only thing is like the Ducktales thing because that it feels pretty much like I the same. I think that was their that was their idea though to to sort of take a single mechanic such as the thrusting down of the shovel mm-hmm. and make that like the core of the gameplay and then build around that. Yeah. They wanted to sort of make that their starting point, um, which uh, seems to work pretty effectively. I think so. Uh, I mean, uh, control wise, initially when I f- started playing the game, I- it feels like they, they wanted to keep that sort of that NES feel to the point where really you only had like D pad and two buttons to work with for the mm-hmm. most part to play the whole game. Um, you know, and then I guess select and start for certain things, but, but, um, that thrust down motion with the shovel, you had to do like, you had to do a button combination. You had to do like push down and then like uh, swipe at the same time or something like that. I think that's what it was default set to like attack and down was like the, the pogo action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know. It felt a little too slow to me, so I actually assigned that to a button. Really? So I had okay, a separate I didn't know button. You could do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I actually went into huh. the the button assignments and, and added that. I felt like that was a little more um, <laughs> a little more intuitive for me. I felt it was a little too slow for me to ch- to have to try to you know like go down and and attack at the same hmm. time. I don't know. It like it felt like an extra step. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I guess before we can get a drill into the specifics of, of our gameplay experience. Um, so, I guess the game... Did you get any sense of the story of the game when you were playing it? I'm not one for reading stories, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I skipped over a lot of that stuff. Uh-huh. 
I, I, I pretty much just tap the start button. As You're not fast playing as a game to read. You're playing a game to play a game. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do know that there was the girl, you know, in, in need. Right. So you have Shovel Knight is, the, is your main character. Yes. You have Shield Knight, which was his sort of partner in crime and yes. uh or not not in crime and they're heroes but yeah but you know what i'm saying i mean they were basically fighting alongside each other they found some kind of cursed relic and she was you know um taken away by the effects of this uh this magic and was lost in some tower that was that they were exploring or adventuring in um and then you know some evil force called the enchantress shows up at some point and is threatening the land and um there's this group of uh villains about and he's trying to you know stop them i guess from claiming the land hmm. that's a pretty simple straightforward plot we got here uh <laughs> so yeah you're you're kind of you know the hero of the story and you're, you're out to stop stop evil um so I, we mentioned the music. That was the first thing that struck me about this game as I started playing it. I yes. thought it was very, um, you know, great tunes. Yes, it was had, very reminiscent of the NES, like Mega Man style uh-huh. music. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and that was really the first thing that, you know, really impressed me about the game. I think they did a fantastic job on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And, Some catchy tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while it does have an NES feel overall, they did have some visual improvements to the, to the game like it's not strictly a game that you would see on the nes yeah i mean like i feel like it's more of i i've been saying it, it feels more like a pc engine game to me mm. like the graphics looked way too good more <laughs> way too good for an nes game uh-huh well yeah it's funny and, and it's like it's almost too it's weird it's not like nes is more like blurred and shades and it doesn't have that effect Mm. And it's not kind of, like, gloomy and muddy like a Genesis game. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it almost fits, like, the PC Engine mm. I era wanna, of I, I mean, well, the, en- the PC Engine does kind of fall between the NES and the Genesis mm-hmm. in terms it's of It's got that color. It's very crisp and big sprites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see like, a nice parallax effect in most levels on this yes, game. Yes, that's true. Something that you wouldn't see in an NES yeah, game. Yeah, you almost never see that. Um, it creates kind of a nice cardboard cutout effect i feel it's almost like you know it's so crisp and you you see that that parallax Mm -hmm. and it really makes the the stuff in the foreground pop a bit more um but i I, you know first level you jump into the game you're sort of well well, first you start out in an overhead map right right done kind of like super mario brothers 3 Mm -hmm. where you have to choose i mean the beginning you can only go to one the first square that's in front of you but then it branches out into different so you can go to the town or you can go to um, I think you have to go to the town. The first one is the town, yeah. But then yeah. you can go into the first castle, or you can go into, um, I think that's uh, the, the trope fish is in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then you have the... like an enemy <laughs> on, the, on the road you can fight. Yeah, that's a, that, that fish is kind of weird, right? Yeah. The, uh-huh. um, that, they, they call it the uh, Truple King? Is that what his name is? I think so. Okay. He's kind of a fish. I mean, he's definitely a fish, but he's like... A mix between like a trout and an apple, so I think that's the uh, origin of the name. Okay. So, so I think it's like trapple, maybe. Yeah, he does Trouple? a lot of talking. <laughs> I can't tell. A lot of talking, a lot of singing. A lot yeah. of, it's his thing. It's kind of his thing. But yeah, so you start off on that first stage, and which is more of a town. Yeah, you, you can talk to people, sort of like Adventure of Link, mm-hmm. uh, the second Zelda. 
uh, side scrolling, um, you're just moving up to interact with the townspeople. In the beginning, I, I don't know, like, because they kind of just, well, at least, uh, unless I miss something, it seems like they just throw you into the game. They don't explain anything. Mm. So I, I just started talking to townspeople to find out, like, you know. Sure. I don't want to miss anything. So I'm just, like, chatting yeah. with everyone to you're see what's going to do on. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um. You, you start out with a basic shovel. Right. And you can eventually upgrade it. Yeah. And uh, the upgrade system is pretty straightforward. Uh, At first, I was a little intimidated seeing all these options. While I was walking around the town, I saw all these different shops and things. And I'm like, I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to spend anything because I don't know what any of this means yet. (laughs) Yeah, well, the the armor and weapon upgrade, you don't find out until a little bit Mm -hmm. a different town later on. Right. So initially, you talk to the singing guy, the guy who plays the instrument. The minstrel. And then I think there's the downstairs area where you meet um, one of the market guys. Mm. He sells just like some extra gadgets, right. which is like kind of your magic. Yeah. No, so so scattered throughout the game, mm-hmm. you find little uh, sheets of music, which you can use to bring back to that minstrel uh, shopkeeper, if you will. I mean, he's just standing in the town square, it looks like. But he's he'll like give you money. Piper kind of guy. Yeah, he'll give you money for for the music you turn in, and then that unlocks the music in the. Yeah, so like in, in the, the beginning, I didn't understand that part too. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what is? So I, I kept finding notes to give him, and then I didn't realize until like a little bit later on, actually, that if you go in and talk to him and you say yes, like you want to hear what he has, because I kept saying no all the time, and then when you say yes, he like gives you like the sound select screen, right? Where you can listen to all the music. I was like, oh, I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> Gives you motivation to want to get those things. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I knew that from the beginning, though, because I would have tried harder to get all those note wow, pages. This is a good excuse for you to go <laughs> back and get that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny, too, as you're playing the game, you, um, you know, get defeated from time to time, or, or very often, mm. <laughs> in my experience. Um, and your treasure is dropped on the spot, right? You lose some money when you're, when you get defeated. Um, so you, I think you lose all your, no, you lose a percentage. You lose some amount. And I'm not Uh really sure how much of it it is. It seems like it's, it's enough to make you want to go back and get it. Um, and the funny thing is though, that it's dropped in that spot and you have to make your way back to that, that point to be able to retrieve it. And sometimes it ends up in a place where it's not that easy to retrieve. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. The first time I died, because um, I immediately thought this was going to be a game where you need to just experiment, kind of like how Axiom Verge was. Mm-hmm. So I, I was falling in like the first ditches I found, thinking like, well, maybe there's a shortcut, maybe there's something hidden. Mm. And then like the first time I fell down the hole, it just died. And I was like, oh, what the heck? You know, <laughs> I guess there's like no secrets. I don't know how this game works. So my first couple of deaths was just me like killing myself on purpose to find like secrets yeah. until I'm realizing like I keep losing my money <laughs> like I have no money now. Uh-huh. So I learned pretty quickly that that's not how you play the game. Mm. And then and the thing was once you if you fall down a ditch if it's a especially I mean most of the time the ditches are pretty deep you can't go back and get your money because they're in the ditch right. you died. There's so, no in order to, to get the money, you have to fall back in the ditch. There's no way to get down there so and you, then get back out. So, you lose that money. You can't re, re- if, get it. Or, it or if you die along the way again, mm-hmm. then you lose your money that right. way. Right. Like, if you die before you get back to, that, yep. that, back to that spot, that money is gone, and then you lose more. It's an interesting... Yeah. Mecha- like it's an interesting penalty mechanic. system, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's a good word for it. <laughs> um, you know, in, in, uh, in MMO games, we used to call this kind of thing a corpse run. 
where basically uh, certain games like uh, you would have to actually make your way back to the place that you were defeated in order to retrieve your stuff. And this, that, those were even more severe because basically all your gear was there and all the stuff you were carrying was left on that spot. And you're just unprotected trying to get back to that spot, you know, mm. to retrieve your stuff. Meanwhile, it was so bad that you got defeated there. So it's not always um, an easy thing to get back to. You know what game uses that too? Mm. Life Force on NES. <laughs> All your stuff is waiting for you if you make it when back you, there. When you crash, uh-huh. anything that was on your ship like kind of floats into the screen. So when your next ship comes out, you have to try to catch it before it goes off the screen. Hmm. That's a good idea. That's the earliest I can remember it. Or Gauntlet, maybe. Because I think Gauntlet, when you die, you drop a treasure chest mm-hmm. with like keys and potions and stuff. Hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't know how, how far back that it's goes. It's a good motivation. Uh-huh. Just because... Like sometimes I would play a level and I'd be like, ah, I'm disgusted with this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm mad that I got that I that I died in that spot. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll go off and do something else and I'll come back to it. But then if you do that, you definitely won't get your your stuff back no. or your yeah. treasure. So you do want to stick to it and try to get back there if yeah. you can. Uh, unless you have a certain magic ability, which we'll talk about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I noticed though during my many defeats in this game is uh the game doesn't force you to sit through cutscenes and intros every time you die a lot of times yes. you might get a little bit of a, a speech or uh you know like a little presentation when yes you i was very boss. very happy to see that <laughs> finally a developer is smart enough to know mm-hmm. not to replay those darn cutscenes right. every single time you've already seen this boss you already know who he is it's already been introduced to you. Yeah. So let's get back into the fight right away. I always, that's like one of the most, I think I even mentioned that on a pod, recent podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, the game would, uh, it's one of those things. It's, oh, it's, so, it's so great. I was so, that was like one of the happy things when I saw that. I was like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you're going to die a lot in this game the first time through. Yeah. So you learn like how this plays. Right. Yeah, so I mean, the first level was pretty straightforward. It's just kind of to teach you the mechanics of the game. Yeah, yeah. The first um, level starts out. You're in the pl- what's called it's called the plains. Yeah, uh, pretty uh, ordinary grassland type of. It's setting. my favorite level. <laughs> really? You have a you have a a simple looking dragon type that's blowing bubbles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that just teaches you how to use those bubbles to to bounce. Uh, use them almost as platforms. Yep. Um, you know, just sort of get your feet wet understand what you know what the game has to offer in terms of controls and stuff like that um but then you move on and you end up in like a sort of like a castle setting i mean once you're in that overworld map a lot of times you have different stages open to you at once so you don't always have to do them in the same order um i think only in certain you know you have to hit like certain milestones to be able to open them up but Mm -hmm. so one of the first ones i did was um this area called Pridemore Keep, which is where this, you're told, is the lair of the of the King Knight. Okay. And, um, I don't know, this is the one that's got, like, sort of, like, hot uh, lava or something, or oils, burning oil mm. pouring down. Oh, um, from, like, those metal bucket things, yeah. Yeah, and th- on this stage, it was the first time that we encountered uh, this guy, uh, Chester, who pops out of the certain treasure chests when you find him. And, um... Apparently he's selling. He's like a, he's almost like a vendor that mm-hmm. shows up in the middle of the map, and will offer some special item that can be found there. Yep. Uh, so this one he offered the flare wand, which is like just you know something that lets you shoot like fireballs. Uh huh. 
Um, even though I was, you know, near the beginning of the game and I wasn't sure what anything did, I said, all right, this looks like a pretty good deal. Yeah, buy it, right? That's what I did. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that was pretty useful right away because... You were into those giant griffins that just shoot those waves of fire at you. Yes. And uh, it was pretty useful at that yeah, spot. Yeah, it actually was very useful. A couple of hits and that thing's mm-hmm. dead. Otherwise, to, to charge it and run into it. Right. Because uh, you start out with only three like hearts, health hearts. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to be a little bit cautious about running into enemies swinging your shovel. Yeah. Your shovel doesn't have a whole lot of distance. Right. So you can't, and then, you know... Yeah, this gives you a little bit of, like, a distance attack. Yeah. So that's pretty useful. Um, I also went back to the village after I completed that level and got the fishing rod. Because it seemed like... I, I noticed that there were some spots where there was, like, a little sparkling. Yeah, I didn't notice that until almost, like, midway game through the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that too much. Yeah, so apparently there's, like, a fishing rod, and if, you know, you can equip it at that moment and then use it to... Um, drop a line, and then as soon as you get like an exclamation point above your, above your head, you, mm-hmm. you you hit the attack button, and then it pulls up some. Yeah, they don't explain that either. So that took me a little bit, a couple of experimentation. Some experimentation. Yeah, to find out like what is this. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the sparkles that you see in the in the ditches, I thought that's where you had to like jump down. So that's where I kept doing. You thought it, in the it was beginning. like some indication of like a hidden level. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I gotta go down this, and then right. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> It's um, it's weird, yeah. There's a whole like uh, sort of language that the game uses that you have to sort of learn along mm-hmm. the way. Um, apparently, uh, the Trapple King that we mentioned can—that's uh, you know, the big fish. That's right? the big yeah. fish. He he can. Um, you can buy these chalices that he can fill with certain yes, um, like magical components. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they refer to it as Icar in the game, but... I think so. Yeah, it's like... I mean, basically, you can either leave it blank and then you can potentially fish for certain things. In the, in the in, levels In the level. Yeah. Sometimes it's just money. Sometimes it's like some kind of magical refill. Um, you can either buy it from... I mean, he'll actually do it for free, right? You don't have to buy it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing in the beginning, too. Like, when he fills up your chalices for you, mm-hmm. I didn't know if this was, like, a one-time deal and that's it. Right. So, when he did it, I was like, I better really be cautious because I might need this at the end of the game. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I did have to use it at a, at a necessity. And then when I went back to him, he gave, he refilled it for me for free. I was like, oh, so why would I... Mm-hmm. You know, I should use this all the time. <laughs> right. Right, you can. Um... I guess I guess what you do is you can you can obviously fill it in before you go into a level, but then once you're on the level and you use it, now it's empty. Right. So you have to still so, continue. You can't go back and do it until you're done with the level. Right. So you it. can't just exit and go back to him any time, but you can potentially find stuff along the way uh-huh. to refill it with. Um, you can just think of them as sort of just inventory slots, right? It's just it kind of expands your inventory and adds you, lets you yeah. pick up these items. They're very handy. Those are the, one of the first items I, I bought. Mm-hmm. And the two that... I think there's only two, right? There's one that maxes out your health and your there's magic? There's three options. Oh, really? Yeah, there's one that does health and... Uh, I don't know if it does magic. It does both. It does. Mm-hmm. There's the one that gives you... It lets you retrieve your tre- treasure. Oh, right. As long as you're on the screen with the treasure... You use the magic, and I think it's good for a certain amount of time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, any treasure that you walk by will just like suck it seconds. in. seconds. Yeah, like a magnet. Mm-hmm. And then the third option is invincibility for 30 seconds. Oh, I don't think I ever got that one. Yep. So you'll be, your character will flash, and um, uh, it said 30 seconds. I felt like I've tested it out once. 
And I felt like it lasted a lot longer when I used it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it protects you from, like, lava. It's, it's, it protects you from spikes, but I don't know about lava. Mm-hmm. Or if you fall into a ditch or something, that's still instant death. But Right. Um, yeah, I didn't really use that one too much. It was mostly to refill my health or to retrieve tre- treasure. Mm. Yeah, it's... Um... So you can only choose two of the three when you, before you start a level. Okay. That's pretty handy. Um, still pretty useful. Uh, yeah, I found myself not needing it that often, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Mm. The health one came in <clears throat> handy on some of the bosses. Right. Um, and that's how I beat a lot of the bosses the first time through without... Because, you know, you have to learn their patterns. Mm. And um, to go, you know, to fight them. Usually the first time through, you learn their pattern, and then you beat them the second time. But <laughs> I had enough health where I was able to do it the first time through. Yeah, well... On the next level that I tackled, which yeah. is called the Lich Yard. Okay. Uh, this is the Specter Knights uh, level. Uh-huh. And this has sort of like a graveyard setting. Kind of like, uh, kind of creepy, sort of, uh, I got a very strong Castlevania vibe from this uh, setting. Um, very nice music. Also kind of like the kind of theme you might expect from a Castlevania game. Um this game, this this level immediately challenged me. I noticed the, the difficulty level in the game going up significantly in this spot because this is a point where you had um, rooms that were completely dark except for, like, little lightning flashes. Okay. Where you only got a glimpse of where some platforms were mm-hmm. and you had to make your way through it just in the dark, essentially, most of the time. Yeah. Um, but also there was a... Uh, the the relic that was found that was able to be found on this level was um the phase locket and that's the one that lets you become invincible yeah, temporarily yeah that's super handy so that is a sort of smaller or or, or i guess it's, it's almost the same exact thing as that chalice mm-hmm. option except it only gives you about 10 seconds of invincibility oh uh, not even or, it's, it's really, like it's 3 really or quick. something yeah it's really short okay it's basically if you see something about to hit you you can phase real quick but it doesn't last long at all no yeah, there was a couple of times where I used it to walk on spikes, and I, before I knew it, it was already gone, and I died. Yeah. It's like, wow, you don't even get a chance to jump. Mm-hmm. But it's super handy. I used that a ton in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I did notice, though, that once you, you know, once you're sort of familiar with the level, you can, it's a bit easier going through it the next time through, if you need to the repeat whole, any Well, that's sections. the whole game. The whole game is a lot of pattern memorization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just, like, you don't know what you're about to step into. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you'll step into a room and... There's, there's... a lot of instant kill, instant death. <laughs> yes. And and a lot of times, a lot of unknown enemies. This is a huge enemy list for yeah. this game. Yeah. And they all have different threat levels and different, you know, attributes and different things about them that will, mm-hmm. that will put an end to you. Um, this level also was the first time that I noticed that you can destroy the save points. So as you travel through the level, you get little checkpoints. They're like these glass spheres that you can walk through and uh, they light up as soon as, you know, you walk across it to indicate that, you know, that's your closest checkpoint. But if you choose to, you can attack it and destroy it mm-hmm. and you'll get whatever money was stored in the level up to that point. Um, but it also destroys it as a save point. <laughs> so right. Yeah. So if you die, then you have to go back to your, whatever that previous, the, whatever the previous one was. Checkpoint, yeah. Right. And some levels have a lot of checkpoints. Some of them have like six and then yeah, some have some like six. maybe only three. Right. You know, so it really depends on the layout. And now I didn't learn about that until almost near the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't discover that. 
Right. Well, I discovered it by accident. And I was kind of annoyed at it when it happened because I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I died after that spot and then I, need, I had to they go don't all the way back. Even. Like, even if you did, like, did you know that when you destroyed the checkpoint, that was going to be... I had no idea. Oh, man. I didn't know. It happened by accident because I was, I was attacking an enemy that was near it. Yes, they do that sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it, got, it just got caught in the crossfire. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this level, you end up meeting the Spectre Knight who's like uh, kind of this Grim Reaper looking type of character. Very reminiscent of the Castlevania Grim Reaper boss. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Almost exactly. His color scheme, though, reminded me of Orko from uh, yes. Masters of the yeah, Universe. Yeah, like Orko. Right. Like a giant. Like, this is what Orko grows up to be. Actually, you know what? It's like Orko and also the, the guy from Dragon's Lair with the red uh-huh. robe who stands there with the sickle. Mm. You know? Pretty interesting design yeah. choice of yep. uh, design there. How'd you find that boss to be? Uh, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pattern, I think his pattern is very deliberate. Yeah. I mean, I think it was pretty early, still early in the game. So I didn't think they wanted to throw you off too badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, otherwise the game doesn't really seem to hold back too much. Uh, but yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, I, I get the most satisfaction of beating these bosses with by like pogoing on them. I, I kind of like that mechanic rather than other forms of attack. Yeah, and that's funny because I didn't. I did it the other way around. Mm-hmm. Very, very rarely did I do the, the pogo. Yeah, so you can so you can use your shovel in a downward thrust, or you can swing it. See, in I found that it was hard to get height, like to hit a lot of these bosses because you well, don't yeah. jump very high. Well, during this fight, though, you you have two platforms that are, two, yeah. that are available, and you can hop on those and try to get up to his level. Yeah, he is kind of he's tall, and he also floats high. So yeah, he's a little a little harder to get on top and of. And he uh, teleports mm-hmm. to different sections. Right. Uh, he throws some fireballs in some spots that you can deflect back at him. I did not know that. And that's <laughs> and that's true for a lot of game enemies in this game. A I had no idea can, the whole game that you can do that. Yep. <laughs> you can swat back uh, projectiles. You can you know use your shovel for that. Crazy. Now, um, when you hit them back at him, does it take him? Does he get damaged? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Huh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, of course, whatever whatever magic you have available, too. Some magic is damaging and can do certain things that can help. Yeah, the, f- the fireball shots comes in handy on that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. After that, you were kind of thrown back to the map. And um, there's some bonus stages scattered in between. Well, there's like, there's like wandering characters on the map that, too. that you have that either block your path or mm-hmm. they're on like the town and you have to go into the town and as soon as you land on the town square, like you have to fight that guy because he's on the, the square at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, is, I think, also similar to how Super Mario Brothers 3 worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, I think those fights are, are kind of optional. I don't think that, I'm not sure if they're really required for anything. I don't think they're required, but sometimes they just right. depending on sometimes just in your timing, way, yeah, and you can't really avoid they, them. They move around, but they don't only move around between levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, another interesting level I think was called the Explodatorium. <laughs> oh, okay, that's the first uh, like gem level, right? Um, the, the, the icon for the level is a big gem? Uh, no, this was one of the stages. This is one of the boss levels. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this was um, this is where you meet Plague Knight. This is the boss oh, that, okay. that throws the bombs or is, the flasks. This is all in the first part? Uh, this is relatively near, okay. the, near the beginning. Yeah. Um, there's like, this is the point where like, you know, the environment starts to get a little more hazardous too because you're 
you sort of, um, you have these flame fountains that light up when you walk on them. So as you're walking across, like right away, you have to keep moving. Otherwise you get, you, know, mm. you get, you get burned pretty much. Uh, <laughs> the other interesting thing is there were like, um, exploding rats in this one. This one had a very like bomb heavy sort of, uh, feel to it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, um, is it the electrocution rats or the exploding ones? These are the exploding okay. rats. Yeah. These are the ones that get, if you get close to you, they blow up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think there was anything too special about this one. I think this, the boss was kind of annoying. Um, but you know, I found that it was easier to beat him by just kind of staying close to the wall. Like this way he couldn't mm-hmm. get, okay. You know, like if, if how do you out, hit him though? If you're close to the wall, when he comes close to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. He'll, cause he dive, he dives in a lot, but like he tries to like, hmm. um, get close to you with those because you know you're on that you're on like a set of um what look like uh blocks i guess they're just simple blocks but mm-hmm. he'll he'll like summon like giant flasks of chemicals and stuff and they blow yeah up. they just raise up under your feet mm-hmm. yep. but yeah as he comes close i found it was pretty easy to beat him once you got you know uh <laughs> near enough and stayed in your area yeah i don't remember having a big problem beating that guy um <laughs> I did encounter uh, one of the guys on the road, he, this guy um, uh, who throws these boomerangs. I don't know if you remember this one. He's like, uh, you know, he throws out the boomerang and then it comes back to him. I don't remember it, actually. No. Maybe you didn't fight this guy. <laughs> Maybe you avoided no, him somehow. No, I, I made sure I fought all those guys. Uh-huh. I must have just beat him super fast. The bosses all seemed kind of easy to me, especially in the beginning. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I think there were varying difficulty for me. Probably the next one that I did was um, this level with uh, this boss called Treasure Knight. It's called uh, Iron Whale, and it's got a very, like, underwater theme to it. Mm-hmm. Um, really a lot of annoying things on this level for me. <laughs> a lot of cheap hits, a lot of invulnerable enemies that you can't do anything against. So now the game starts to turn a little bit and start to get yeah. a little... Yeah, you're underwater, so you're slow to move <laughs> yeah, and react. Yeah, we all love that. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, but overall, I mean, the boss fight Well, the itself. one good thing about, I gotta say that, um, cause the one thing I hate about underwater levels is mm-hmm. when you have to worry about your oxygen. Mm. And fortunately in this game, I, I remember when I started the level off, I'm like, please don't say I'm gonna have to worry about getting air bubbles and stuff. Right. And you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's lucky, right? Uh-huh. <sighs> Man. Well, there's another stage called Lost City where you fight Mole Knight. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this one's got kind of a lava theme, I think. Wait, so we, we beat the boss on the treasure level, right? Yeah, I didn't, okay. I didn't find any real problem Was with it the him. guy in the gold armor? Yeah, he kind of had like a nautical helmet, and he had, okay. the, he had the anchor that yes. he kind of uses yes. like a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I don't know, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with no, him. No, me neither. You know, I feel I feel like he was slow enough, because he takes the time to throw that anchor. And, and, and he's like standing still while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I, I didn't have a real big problem with that one. Um, this one had some interesting stuff in it. This next one. Okay. Uh, this is the one where you have like, you have like lava, but you also have like slime in the level. You have like this green slime. Mm-hmm. And when the slime touches the lava, it freezes it temporarily and it becomes bouncy too. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so there were some cool parts there. Where, you know, they kind of, like, mix up the gameplay and the strategy. It, well, it's temporary, use. too, so... It is very temporary, and you kind of have to learn the timing. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you have to stack it. So, 
Yeah. It's like you can freeze it and then throw another slime onto it so that it renews. So, yeah, because in certain sections you can't get past normally. You would, you would turn the lava into the green slime and then you pogo into it so you can bounce higher and mm-hmm. then get to the next platform. Yeah. Um, well, within a certain time limit. Now, in these type of games, uh-huh. as you're exploring, because there are hidden, a lot of hidden secrets throughout the levels, too. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you ever kill yourself on purpose in a level? Because you, just just to replay a section, because you just realized that you missed something. Not in this game. I did not. <laughs> no, 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 I have to say I haven't didn't do that. And there was at least two spots where I knew I missed something, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to go back, but I didn't want to kill myself, because I didn't want to lose my money. Right. <laughs> I'm like, man, if I die, I'm going to lose my money. What if I can't get back here? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, um... It's challenging. It's and it gives you, you know, you have to make a choice. You have to just figure out like, am I missing something important? You, you well, there's some because sometimes you you enter a screen and you might fall down the screen, mm-hmm. and when you fall down, you have to hit like a wall on the way down. And if you miss it, then that's it. You missed your opportunity because you can't get back up there again mm-hmm. until you replay the level or you die. So yeah, right. So I did. I did find myself doing that though. I wanted to make sure I was finding everything yeah. I could find because especially with. Um, you know, this vendor that we talked about, this this Chester guy uh-huh. who shows up. Um, we should also mention that, yeah, you can go back and find him in the town. Uh, so, yeah, once... If you find him in a level, selling Even if you don't find him, I think. If you finish the level, even. Even if you don't, yeah. So, the items that you missed on that level, he sells back in, in the town. You can just revisit the town. Mm-hmm. And he'll have that in his inventory now to sell. Right, right. I think he ups the price a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in this one, I think, I don't know if I ran into anything interesting on this one that I had to get him. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, no, maybe not. But this was a pretty interesting level, though. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't have any problem with this boss fight either. Mole Knight was a bit of a pushover. Yeah, Mole Knight was pretty easy, because you just pogo. And then this one section where... He'll, he'll dig underground, and then you see four, like, dust clouds. Mm-hmm. And he's going to pop up in one of those dust clouds. Right. And three of them are bad. Like, three of them are going to hit you, and then one of them, it's him. Mm-hmm. So, if, if you get lucky, and I, I, I seem to get pretty lucky, um, if you just keep pogoing one of them, he, if he pops up, you I hit think, him. I think the one he's in has, like, two eyes in it. I think it's got, like, like little red see, eyes. See, I felt like two of the dust clouds had red eyes and two of them didn't oh and really was it three or four i'm trying to remember is it there's three only i'm not sure okay i don't know um yeah i thought it was, i thought that was his tell i thought that was the way you knew like i think it narrows it down it. but i think there's i don't know could I, be. I could be wrong yeah but yeah his his pat his attack pattern was pretty simple he just like he like Slides across the screen several times. I think he's one of the easiest bosses mm-hmm. I had to face. Yeah, there's a lot of chances to hit him while he's not really, mm-hmm. and you know his attack doesn't is seem to block simple. anything. Yeah, not so bad. Um, let's see. I guess this is, I think, the point where the game starts to get really, really challenging. Yeah, <laughs> starting from from the next few stages. Because the next one you run into is... Um, now, you didn't get to the uh, second town at this point yet, or you did the second town later on? Um, I think I, I went back to it after a while. Okay, because the second town is where you can upgrade your shovel and armor. Mm-hmm. Right, so this kind of like a field. It is sort of like a... You know, I think it's meant to be like sort of a remote outpost, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, there's like a... a 
Uh, are there any other upgrades there? I think those are the only two major there, ones. Well, right? there's that interesting room, like a shop, where people are trying on clothes uh-huh. there. Oh, right. And uh, I, yeah, I didn't go back the, and the, do those. Is at that all. the Mad Hatter or something? I think he is Mr. Hat, maybe. But this, yeah, and uh, so there's like six people in there, and there's a guy uh, with, with a hat, and you got to talk to the people. And uh, it's kind of funny. I don't want to spoil too much of it. But, um, so you didn't do that section at all? I went through them and they were all asking for money. So yeah, I, so, so you I gotta pay, left. you gotta give all the people money so they can buy their outfits. Mm-hmm. And then after you do that, um, there's this one guy and he might be the shopkeeper or something. And then he freaks out and he leaves. And then you gotta like find him. I forget where you find him. And then, um, you, if you, if you run into him again, he's like, how did you find me? He's like hiding behind a sign or something. And then he runs again, and then when you find him again, he gives you, like, a note or something. Like, one of the music notes. I forget what he gives you. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I, gotta, I think I should go back and do those, just because... It's kind of fun. I mean, at the time, I just, they, were, they wanted, like, a thousand gold each. Yeah. Which is I kind had, of a lot for me. I had a ton of money in the game. I never it was never an issue for me. I kept losing so all my money. I just paid everyone. I was like, all right, take it, take it, take it. I wish I did that. that. That's an interesting board, because there's a couple of weird things. There's the airship that you go in. Yeah, and then there's a chicken uh, who's standing next to a kid playing uh, bagpipes, I think. Mm-hmm. And they don't really explain right away what your what the <laughs> point of that section is, but he tells you like to find like some music instrument or something and play along with him. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you do, I forget. Do you remember what instrument it was? No, I didn't notice. Um, and you play the instrument, and then he just gives you um, uh, like these little pots like the little magic refills he gives uh-huh. you and he spits one of those out every time hmm. uh, but i still haven't understand the, the point of that i don't know <laughs> it's like i don't know what the big deal is it's just stage dressing maybe and then uh the upgrades for the armor and, and, the, and the shovel you had three shovel upgrades on that level on that town mm-hmm. and you have the charge handle the trench blade or the drop spark okay and i did not know in that point that you can combine all three into one shovel. I thought it was either like you could pick one or the other mm-hmm. and then you can switch off maybe. So I just bought one and I stuck with it. Cause I was like, well, this looks pretty good. And, you know, I want to, I never bought the other two. Yeah. Right. I kind of, I kind of went with that. I mean, when I first saw that, that, uh, that list of options, I thought the charge one was the most useful one. So I kind of went with that one and I kind of stuck with it. Yeah. The other ones, I didn't know you could stack them either, but then they also didn't seem as useful. So that's why I didn't go back for any of them. I didn't think, well, I probably don't probably, this one's probably the best one out of the three. So I'm just going to stick with this one. I think I did the drop spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that was going to help. Um, I thought for distance on bosses, because usually, um, you know, they usually give you a health refill near a boss. Mm-hmm. And then, it's finished, that's what I figured. It didn't really work out that way, but... Right. Um, yeah, it turns out that wasn't probably not the best choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then one of them, I think, gives you... Oh, it's actually, I think it's one of the armors that, that does this other thing. Yeah, so when you see the blacksmith, who's right next to the... Sh- and this is where I got confused, because with the blacksmith, if you can't... He sells um, six armors, and you you can't buy like all six and combine them. Right, each one separate. That should be that should be obvious. And you can't own all six at the same time. So if you buy one and you want to switch to a second one, you can buy a second one, but then you lose the one you just had. 
Well, you don't lose it, I think. I think. Well, you unequip it, but you can't hold on to it. Like you have to, in order right. to re-equip it, you have to go back to the blacksmith. You have to visit him to change armors. Yeah, but he doesn't charge you again. For he that. doesn't. No, but it's inconvenient in between right. levels. It's yeah. Well, I guess you, you have to try the ones you like. I know. I wish it was an inventory screen because it was uh-huh. kind of a nuisance to go back and forth. I agree. So there was the the stall the stall weight plate, mm-hmm. which is what you start off with. That's the blue one. The final guard, which is the red armor, and that's where you uh, drop uh, half as much gold when you die. Mm. That's useful. That's the one I went with the whole game, just because I didn't want to lose that much gold. Mm. There's the conjurer's coat, and that one you uh, sacrifice some protection for a higher magical limit. Now, the thing is, like, so it increases your magic, but... You lose some health. I don't know. Your max health goes down. Yeah, so I don't know how that works, though, because when you get hit, there's not, like, a number or a gauge, other than, like, I guess you see your hearts going down. Oh, it goes down continuously? Does it continue to drop? What, your health? Yeah. No. It just... I think only when you get hit, it just takes more damage when you get hit. Oh, I see. So if a guy hits you, like, with half... Half a heart, if it's you. Oh, that's it'll true. It'll be a full heart, probably. Right, right. I never tested it. I don't know. So that's what it is. It's because you normally when you get hit in most cases, you lose like half a heart, right? Normally, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that this one, you double. take a full hit. Yeah. Mm, okay. There's the Dynamo Mail, which is uh, performed two consecutive shovel drops, and it unleashes a powerful charge slash. That's another one I didn't try out. Yeah, that looked that looked pretty good, just because I like offensive effects. Yeah. But. but um, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was going to interrupt my bouncing. That's what I was wondering, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't sure about that. And then there's the Mail of Momentum, which is uh, a heavy armor. Mm. And so when an enemy hits you, you won't get thrown back. You'll stand in that spot. Yes. Uh, I have to say, I feel like the knockback effect in this game is one of the most annoying things. Yes, especially when you're jump doing a lot of jumping over. Yeah, pits, I'll, yeah. I'll have more to say about that. Uh-huh. But but I I did initially pick up that one. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, how was that one? Because I didn't try that one either. Well, you know, I mean, it, it throws the physics of the it whole does. game into a different sort of mode. So you, I mean, at least how the way your character controls. Um, this was I mean, this was initially a bad choice for me because the next level that I attempted was the layer of the polar night, okay, which is that stranded ship. I think that was my that was stuck in ice. Yeah, so it's very. Next, this is yeah. this is the you know this is the infamous the dread, ice level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that every game I know, has to have. The choice was like the clockwork. There was the um, I forget what the other level was or the snow. So I'm like, well, let me get this out of the way because the ice mm-hmm. levels are always the worst. Right. So I figured the heavy armor would let me like not slide yeah, as much yeah. but it also makes it harder to stop so if you are sliding oh. on the ice <laughs> you need more distance to come to a halt wow which you can sort of control if you can jump a lot if uh-huh. you can train yourself to jump more often you can you can sort of stop your momentum by jumping and turning around like jump and then push the opposite direction that you're moving in will kind of force you to kind of drop in place okay um but it becomes very dicey between the extra weight and the sliding. It, you you have to like be able to s- stop on a dime, and it becomes more difficult with so this did armor. You, did you stick with that armor? Or did you I ended up swapping back oh. to my default armor <laughs> That's because After the, I had spent all my money. I was going to say armor. you already don't have enough money, right? <laughs> And I couldn't buy another one, so I just went back to my default armor. That's horrible, and you can't even sell it to get money to buy a new one. Yeah, no, not at all. Um. So, yeah, the the cool thing about this level was you had this portion where you had floating platforms. 
that created these rainbow bridges as you swat, you, you yes. uh, smack them forward. And they also reminded me of, it's funny you said the Orco thing, because those statues reminded me of the, the sleds in He-Man that He-Man would ride. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with they those. They look like that for some reason. Yeah, I mean, this 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 level, because it's like frozen and everything, it's like very, um, I'm assuming it's very Norse-inspired. Yes. Um, especially that because of the, be. the kind of rainbow bridge effect that was mm-hmm. created by moving these sleds. Yeah. Um, so the rainbow bridge is like this, um, it, it, it's like a, uh, it's like a temporary like, uh, trail that it leaves, mm-hmm. but you can walk on this trail right. as it disintegrates. Yeah. So you, you hop onto this thing and yeah. it's floating and as you're on it, it starts sinking. So you have to jump you repeatedly to, jumping. <laughs> yeah. to raise an altitude or if you stand still, it lowers and then you can smack it to create this platform. And, and, so this was another thing too, because mm-hmm. I thought that when it lowers, you're going to die because it's going to go off the screen. Right. And I didn't find out until much later on that actually until like the end of, end of the game where you get the sleds again, mm-hmm. the, um, those platforms that if it hits the bottom of the screen, it just stays there. It doesn't actually kill you. Uh-huh. You don't sink off the screen. And I right. wish I would have known that because I was constantly freaking out. I'm like, I better keep tapping and jumping. And you know how dicey things can get when you have... Do you have to stand on its head? Because it's, it's kind of like a T-shape, like but inverted. Uh, I always stood on its head. And well, you in order to hit it, you have to be on kind of its side. Right, on its side to yeah. hit it. But you won't die. Okay. It's just right. kind of like the bottom of the screen is, for some reason, is like a platform to to it. Mm. Well, I think maybe, yeah, maybe you can't drop below that level. But if you, but if it's not there, it's the bottomless pit for you. Yes. Yeah, so, but yeah, you don't want to <laughs> lose that thing. Yeah, yeah. This was um, this was an interesting sort of level. This was the first level that seriously gave me a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, it was tough, but I got I, I got used to that whole rainbow thing pretty effectively. I didn't have any too many trouble, and actually, you can you can sort of plow through certain enemies if you line it up right. Uh-huh. You can you can you know push it into enemies, and it'll kill the enemy for you. You don't have to deal oh, with I it. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty effective huh. for that. Um, yeah, the polar knight was like this giant Viking looking dude with a shovel. Yeah, and he had like he was digging up. He was t- like a lot of big. He's snowballs. the biggest, the largest sprite boss. <laughs> yeah, it looks that way. so far. He's pretty. He had a big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a snow shovel. It was kind of funny. <laughs> this was tough, too, because the snow was covering spikes. Yes. And he would use the shovel to dig up the snow, uh-huh. and it would reveal the spikes underneath. And the spikes are instant death. So, uh, <laughs> yes. you have to... So, in this level, I use the um, the, the trans... What is it called? The trans... The phase locket. Oh, the phase locket, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I kept using that a lot. Like, I almost do the whole fight because... Um, and it was good because I used to, I would hit the, the spikes a lot. And Right. Well, I mean, I, f- I found myself using that as the default um, item. Like whenever I would pick up various, um, what they call relics in the game, mm-hmm. you can use that, you know, you can, you can only have one equipped at a time. And that was my default equipped item at all times, unless I needed to the switch to lock, a different yeah. one. Yeah. For just some special I usually situation. had that or the fireball, one or the other. Uh-huh. Yeah, the fireball thing I would switch to if I felt like I needed it to mm. fight a certain boss or a certain enemy. Um, yeah, because certain enemies just, you know, <laughs> they're more easily dispatched. Whenever you use these things, you do use magic points in the game. Yeah. Um, but the game is pretty generous with magic. You find it very frequently. Yeah. Plus, you can extend the the, the limit of your magic. You can buy... Right. So you start off at like thirty max magic, mm-hmm. but um, you can you can go in increments of ten up to a hundred. Um, there's a girl in a the town that you just buy 
extension extent magic extensions from mm-hmm. her. Right. Um I after this level I did end up knocking out of there were like two of those um like road encounter type oh, okay. scenarios. I ended yeah. up taking out both of those at this time. Um they weren't really terribly difficult. No, I don't remember any issues with that. Um the next one was that clockwork level that I did mm-hmm. that that you mentioned before. Uh, this one was pretty cool. This was a definite uh, Castlevania-inspired. Uh-huh. I, I did like this one. I, I liked it, too. Yeah. The, there was, like, a lot of conveyor belts. Conveyor belts, which typically are, are also very annoying, mm-hmm. but I never felt that in that way on this level. There's, like, maybe one spot where it was kind of tricky to do, like, little jumps on these fast conveyor belts, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't have too much of an issue. Yeah, it's... Um a fairly short level. This this is one of the ones that only had like maybe four checkpoints yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, but it was also one of the less frustrating stages in general. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I, I was. You know, a lot of times I find myself really <laughs> um, angry at the environment in a lot of these games. But this one was was pretty cool. Um, you found an interesting relic on this one that was that gives you a little moving platform. Yes. That you can I use did pick that to up. yeah to like. So it's basically like you generate this platform and then it just sits there. And then as soon as you hop on it, it's like a unicycle that will carry you forward almost. I ended up not using it because I find myself dying every time I used it. Really? Yeah. It was easy to fall off of? It was very... Yeah, I found it very easy to fall off. So I'm like, I'm not using this anymore. (laughs) So I used it like two or three times in which I died all three times. Mm -hmm. And then I never used it again for the rest of the game. Mm. Yeah, there's certain scenarios that it works well for. Um, This boss was not hard to beat i mean obviously once you find the pattern this is true for all the bosses yeah, yeah. but but this one in particular was no big deal i mean at first it was uh well tinker knight is the is the boss it's a little like and miniature it's, <laughs> it's this guy that looks like uh kind of like he's got like a, a welder's mask on yep. his face and he's like really short and at first it's just him and he's like throwing wrenches around and you beat him with really no trouble at all and yeah. then you feel like, all right, this can't be it. And of course it isn't it. This is like a two-stage fight. Yeah, the whole like ground breaks <laughs> below you and you, ever, uh-huh. and you both fall. And then um, this big machine emerges from the background. Right. This giant, like... <laughs> very, very, like Doc, Dr. Wily inspired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so like not quite a mech, but more like a steam bot or something. Yeah, like a tank with a big drill on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know he's still he's driving this thing way at the top, and you still have to kind of attack him there. So that's that's the thing. So now before you were just hitting his head, but now he jumps in the top of this machine, and mm-hmm. you have to murk your way up to the top. You could do that to hit him, or if you have a throw weapon, right? You so can at one hit him. point during the the previous stage, um, I think it was the probably the treasure knight stage. Uh-huh. You get that anchor weapon, which you can throw in an arc. Yes. So yeah. that one's pretty easy to use in this spot because you can just like throw it up at him very similar to like the axe weapon from castlevania you can sort of yeah it's an exact duplicate of that (laughs) right so when i got up to this uh my game actually glitched when i fought this boss really so i yeah like so in this this tank battle um he shoots out rockets and these three rockets are like moving platforms Mm -hmm. yeah and you can jump on them and then jump on top while it's moving use them as steps yeah um, he never shot out those rockets for me. So hmm. I didn't know what to do. I like, I was fighting him and I'm like, all right, now how do I get up there? And I started using the, that, um, anchor thing to mm-hmm. hit him. But then I ran out of magic cause you can only use it so many times. 
So I just kept trying to avoid his shots and like trying to figure out, and then eventually I just died because I couldn't figure out how to get up there. I just kept like jumping into the machine, mm-hmm. and I would get hit every time I did that. Yeah, he's so, uh, a lot of and then the around. second time I fought him again, so now I'm like, well, how do I beat this guy? And but then the second time those those rockets came out with this, you know, that you can jump on. Yeah, and then I was like, oh well, it didn't do that the first time, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I beat him in no problem that time. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um it was challenging if you didn't get that part, obviously. Yeah, because you couldn't get up there. It was, it's impossible. Uh huh. But easily dispatched in the end once uh-huh. you figured it all yeah. out. Um, I guess the next one was Propeller Knight. This was uh, in a, a level called Flying Machine, and this one had like a, a kind of like a airship setting. And yeah, this kind is evil. Like, this. <laughs> This was bad, right? This yeah. was a lot of wind gusts blowing around, and this was the the hard for me the hardest stage in the game. Mm-hmm. I died the most on this. A lot of bombs. Um, That's right. There's bombs. Yeah, there's like, everything on. Yeah, like floating jellyfish and stuff. There's disappearing for some platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, electrified jellyfish. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And then there was pretty early on. There's like the sections where you have to walk, but like it's covered. Like the sections covered with these panels. There's like panels in the foreground. Mm-hmm. They're like blocking whatever's behind them, and you can't see what you're about to run into. So you have to like kind of attack into empty space just to make sure there's nothing there. I don't know if you ran it. If you remember this part, there were like these big panels that you could walk behind. So it kind of obstructed your view. I thought that in was the kinda, foreground, right? Yeah, in the yeah, foreground. Yes, so you're walking behind them. Mm-hmm. But um, there's certain part. Is this the part where the uh, floor below you might not be there? So you have to. Is that the part you're talking about? Um, I don't know if it was on this one. Okay, I would have to try to remember. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That was somewhere. So the part where I, I died the most was with the big fans blowing, mm-hmm. and it, so this. There's two screens in this level where the whole entire screen has a wind blowing in right. one direction, and then it reverses direction at some point. Or it just changes, because it, uh, it, 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 it goes up and down, this, too. So the first section is left and right. Oh, okay. No, the first section is up and down, and then the next section is, is left and right. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one I kind of figured out pretty easily. And now, to make this even trickier is that when the wind blows you... You can't really control your character. It's just kind of floating. Right. And there's spikes on the ceiling, and there's uh, missing platforms below. Mm-hmm. So you have to always make sure when you're when the wind stops blowing, you're going to land in a safe spot. Yep. Or wherever it's going to blow you into. Yeah. So it's almost like it's almost like those stages where the room flips around, but it sort doesn't of. actually flip around. Yeah. It's more like the room is flipping you around. And then there's enemies at the same time on the screen. <laughs> right. Um, one thing that is supposed to help. I think if you find it, yeah, is the relic on this level, which is called the propeller blade. Yeah, I did not find that one. And this one, not until you... after I bought it in the shop. <laughs> yeah, um, it basically gives you the ability to fly a short distance. You can basically, you know, whatever direction you're moving in, you fire this thing off, and you can like kind of jar, you know dart across the screen. Um, probably would have helped in a lot of these spots. Probably would have made some of these areas so. a, a bit less challenging. Um, it seemed to be a little inconsistent in how it worked because there were times where if I was if I jumped up and the wind blew, then it would take me where I needed it to go. But if I was moving and I was falling, the wind would not affect my character and he would just fall straight down. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't make any sense why sometimes the wind would affect my character and sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah, and that's where I had a hard time 
getting through this level because I couldn't figure out, well, how do I, how do I get my character to get caught in this breeze? It doesn't mm-hmm. always seem to work. So that, that's where I had a lot of trouble. And I kept getting um, hit, either hit by the spikes or falling into the pit because the wind wasn't picking me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, I would say, I would rank this pretty high in the challenge. Yeah, for you too, it was an issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was tough. I mean, it took a few tries. Um, the boss fight itself was not so bad. Propeller Knight was pretty easy. I thought it was pretty easy. He seemed harder than it was going to be. Like, yeah. He's the guy that kind of was like, kind of like a fencer type, I yeah. think. Yeah. He jumped, he's pretty quick. He jumps around. Uh, I think at one point he might throw some bombs, maybe, mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's like that ship that comes in the distance. Oh, is that what it's and all right? And it like launches him like yes. cannonballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was... But uh, before I knew it, the, the, the fight was over, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess at this point, too, your your health level's getting much higher. You've been upgraded, right. So you can take a little bit more damage before you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helps. Um, after this one, you sort of get to what looks like the the finale of the game, sort of? It's the final, yeah. You get the, the, you, the question mark level. You uncover yeah. the Tower of Fate. Yeah, which you know is what you were, you've been building towards, um, and that's kind of broken up into multiple stages, actually. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is just called the entrance. Um, this sort of like an acid green sky. This very dire music. You know, mm-hmm. you're sort of in an evil land when you make it to this point. Um, you start to see what feel like more dangerous versions of previously seen enemies, and you see them in combination too. So. A lot of the previous stages, you would have enemies that were of a certain type, and you kind of they kind of had like sort of um, a similar style of of dealing with them. But now you're sort of get, dealing with them at the same time. Yeah, the, you know, multiple enemy types with different kinds of attacks. And now they throw you everything on these levels. So everything mm-hmm. you experienced through the whole game up till now is you're going to experience on these next three three boards. Yeah, so there are definitely a lot of disappearing and collapsing platforms on this yes. one. You know, you where you sort of. You step on it, and then you only have, like, a second before it, just, it drops. Uh-huh. And you have to keep moving in order to yep. stay alive. Um, there were some parts of this that I did like. I did like the sections where you have, like, the moving and dropping floors. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, it's almost like a background layer that's, like, moving up and down or left and right. And you have to sort of keep up with the movement. Yeah, that was... Was that where you can get crushed in the tunnel? Yeah, sure. So that was the second spot where I died the most in the game. Mm-hmm. The one was the fans, and this was number two. I could not figure out the timing on how to get through the tunnel. Yeah, so there's, like, safe spots where you're supposed to, like, position yourself. Yeah. When the ceiling comes down or when the floor gets raised or something. So, yeah, definitely took some timing and some practice. Um, there was also a section where you have another sort of cliche level where it's just outlines it's just everything's in darkness but you have to mm-hmm. fight in like silhouette yes so, so you yes. just have sort of like you have like a vivid background but you're you're whatever's happening in the foreground is just all all dark yeah and this part i kept going really slow because i didn't know if they're going to trick us with missing floors yeah because some floors look solid but they're intangible when you step through yeah. them, you drop through it so um definitely one of the tricks was you have to watch the rain was rain coming down, and on a platform, wherever the platform is solid, you see the rain like like uh, like drizzling onto that spot, and you could see the rain hitting it. Mm-hmm. But then the other parts where you can pass through them, the rain was not hitting those, so that part was not lit up. Yeah, that's kind of that was kind of your clue as to how to navigate that those sections. Um, 
I had uh, picked up something called the Warhorn. This was like from, I guess, also the uh, one of the earlier levels. I think oh, okay. from the Viking That's level. That's what you play in that shop. That's for that kid. Yeah, you play mm-hmm. the Warhorn. What was oh, okay. that for? What is that used for? Is that a, so that creates a I sort of a... I didn't even use that. Well, it creates an area around you where any enemy within this bubble is defeated. Oh, okay. So I used it during that stage to clear out because there was like a lot of fencers and stuff around me. So as soon as like two or three of them were near me, I fired off that Warhorn and it, it kind of like erased oh, them Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So this, huh. this was very useful I in that spot. should experimented with some of these things. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's like a lot I used of basically scenarios. the same thing the whole entire game. I never mm-hmm. changed anything. Uh, at the end of this, you have um, an enemy that you've seen before, the Black Knight. He's sort of a uh, like a what looks like a kind of an evil version of you. Yeah, this is what the second time you're fighting him now. I think so. At yeah. this point, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you know he's got some new powers and right he, now he's a little tougher. He's one of the tougher bosses. Mm-hmm. He's pretty quick. He does a lot, um, some of the moves you do. He's got some new moves now. Um, uh, I think that the speed of the way his attacks are the hardest part, right? Because you have to really be on top of him. And by the time you get to him, he kind of moves to the other side, and you know he's throwing like sword attacks at you and lightning bolts. And mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely have. To I think move I fast. use. I think I use my chalice on this one. <laughs> No doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, you did see the Enchantress in this at this point, and she uh, kind of upgrades him before you have to fight him. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of... Um, you start to see who your final boss is going to be, but uh, you don't quite get to fight her yet. You have to go mm-hmm. on to the next section. Um, this part is labeled Ascent. This is all, still within the Tower of Fate. Um, I don't know. This one starts off... Uh, where you have to deal with underwater sections again. Kind of cheap. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> these spikes are, are terrible in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some cool parts. Um, you did have some more Rainbow Bridge sledding going on. Uh, <laughs> I died a lot there, too. Yeah. This, the, that, that Rainbow Bridge area. Mm-hmm. I, I got stuck a lot. Yeah, and this... this um, this level was pretty short, though. You didn't, you didn't have it very far to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's only like a three checkpoint level, right? And you're you're very quickly brought to um, sort of a, a banquet table where you have like a big showdown with uh, all eight previous bosses. Yep, this is the big boss, the boss <laughs> rush, all back to back, all randomized too. So you're not necessarily fighting them in the original mm-hmm. order you fought them, right? Uh, and uh, they're collectively known as the Order of No Quarter, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if I noticed I mentioned that before. Yep. Um, so, the, so the thing is, it's not as bad as you think, because every time you, fi- you beat one of the bosses, mm-hmm. they give you a plate of turkey to eat, which fills up your health meter. Right, so that maxes out your your. And that's health. after every single one. As, as and long as and you your just, magic, I think. I think so. I'm not I sure. I never actually bothered to look, but it, I guess, I don't mm. know. At this point, I felt like I was pretty strong. Right. At least, or maybe it's like I learned the controls. Like, everything else is so hard that, like, these boss fights seemed easy mm-hmm. in comparison. Right. Well, the, I mean, the key for me on this one yeah. was to hopefully get an easy one first. Like, um, I found, like, that King Knight guy was pretty easy. Um, if I get him first or, you know, one of the other I simple think ones. The, 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 gold one, the gold knight guy? That's, that's the one the I one. got first. The yeah, yeah. One. yeah. So, basically, I can, if you can extend that health upgrade into the next fight... 
you're pretty good because yeah. yeah, just don't break open the just mm-hmm. don't use it yet until you need it. That's what I did. So by the time the second boss, I didn't mm-hmm. even touch the food yet. And this way, you can sort of you know max out your health again, like maybe halfway through the next fight or close to the end. Beat the next guy, you'll get another health upgrade, and then continue that cycle through yeah. through each fight. Um, and uh, it was pretty easy. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like super challenging, but I think it was only maybe three or four tries for me to to get through that that big long fight. So after you get p- past this part, I mean, it's like you get a cool little uh, like intro, you know, like little cinema section where all the bosses are kind of hanging. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Ledge. I was like, "What's going on here?" And you're kind of given a, a moral choice: do you either save them or yeah, or move on, or you know, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it really affects the outcome of anything. Whether you, if you go one way or the other, but it's just an. I chose to save them. Yeah, it just seemed like the right thing to do for that character. But you're able to pull the bosses up, and then you can you can talk to each one too, and they'll have like a little cl- something clever to say. They do, yeah. Well, they so when you when you, if you help them, they come back up, and now they're on your side. Mm-hmm. Right. So you kind of. Of you know, turn them around. Yeah, which makes sense. You'll see after you beat the game, that might make more sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but after this, you get the next section of the tower. This is the final. This section. is the final tower. Yep. The final section where you don't really get a title for it. You just have these question marks. Yeah. So you're like, oh boy, what am I in for? Yeah, right. Um. So you have like these rooms of darkness that you fall into, mm-hmm. and, and there's these blocks that appear only when you're close to them. So it's like typical kind of thing where it's it's like kind of like an an illusion sort of Mm -hmm. because it looks like you're totally lost with nowhere to go but every time you move forward a new block appears under your feet right and so so on over and over but there are gaps that you have to watch out for yeah so you can't just run blindly across the screen you still have to be aware of Mm -hmm. some blocks that might not appear under your feet yeah um but you very quickly get to your checkpoint i I found this to be a lot easier than i thought it was going to be the, I, at first, I thought it was like, oh boy, I'm yeah. going to get stuck here. But I, 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 blew, I breezed right through it. It wasn't so bad oh, once yeah. you sort of got the feel for it. Yep. Um, you And short, too. It's a short level. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, really, it's just the, the final fight, mm-hmm. really, with, with the Enchantress herself. Um, who, you know, you sort of start to get a little more story at this point. Uh, you also are sort of... Um, you know, you, you get the reveal of who the Enchantress actually is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to maybe... I don't know. We've pretty much talked about the whole game. I don't know if we could... If, should we mention who it is? Um, I, I, I guess. We've pretty much revealed yeah. everything else at this point. I mean, yeah, if you got this far into this. You you probably... This is, this is more spoilery, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, the story is just kind of... Yeah. A coding for the, the gameplay that you, you, you can, can get through. You can go to here. YouTube and see like a million of these. But so. you, can, you can probably guess at this point that, that the Enchantress is your, your former partner, the Shield Knight, that has been corrupted by the magic of yeah. whatever you found in this, uh, in, in, during your previous adventures. Um, so, you know, you, you address her as Shield Knight right off the bat because you've, you've slowly realized, and even in your previous conversation with, after you beat the Black Knight, he says to you, you know who she is, right? And, you know, you, you both know who it is without really mm, saying it. I should have read that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped over all that. Yeah. So, I guess you're trying to save her from the power of uh, the evil magic that's corrupted her. Uh-huh. Uh, you're fighting on a series of breakable bricks that are over, yes. you know, uh, a void. Uh-huh. Um this is somewhat challenging. I found this, you know, 
a little risky. You have to basically just, you know, I guess be careful <laughs> more than more than other parts, I guess. But it's doable. I didn't have that much of a trouble here. Um, I had to, you know what it is? I think you mentioned to me, to this to me previously, where basically you have to be very aware of your, your, your shovel drop yeah, and you have to be able to cancel it on a very quickly. Yes. You have uh, to learn that skill very quickly. <laughs> because once you start on a bounce, you'll keep bouncing automatically unless you get out of it, <laughs> you know? When you're bouncing on breakable items. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you'll, you'll hit a breakable item and you'll bounce up and you'll come back I, down. I didn't know that you can stop your bounce. When mm-hmm. I, so I didn't learn that until many deaths later <laughs> that you can, by pressing the button again, the attack button. Yeah. You basically cancel your bounce. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenging stuff that goes on in this one. There's like, you know, like she'll break through the bricks with her attacks. She'll dive through them. She'll throw magic and destroy sections of them. Um, she'll also like attempt to rebuild them, but they're like these flaming bricks that show up that you'll take damage from if mm-hmm. you're near them when that happens. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you're sort of guiding where they're going to get dropped. So you want to be near those empty bricks for them to get refilled by this attack, mm-hmm. but not so close that you get damage when it, they drop in place. So yeah, it's a little tricky. Yeah, it's weird because it seemed like this at first I was going to have a hard time with it. And I think I died like one or two times, but mm-hmm. I ended up beating her pretty. Right. I, I almost surprised myself that mm-hmm. she was defeated so quickly. Yeah, I think it only took me two tries. Yeah, that's. Um, but after this, you're quick. It's not over yet. It's not quite over no. yet. You're quickly thrown into the next fight where you're sort of. Like, she's been released from the effects, mm-hmm. and now she's fighting alongside you. Like, Shield Knight is back yeah. and is able to help you in this fight. But now you're sort of fighting against the magic itself, which it seems like. You know, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, a giant version of the Enchantress. You have to fight, like, uh, an oversized version of her. Um, I thought it was kind of hard at first until you kind of figured out what the... You know, what what, what so, works against her and what yeah, doesn't. Yeah, so now your shield knight, she is helping you. Right. So now this creature is shooting out these laser, like these big beams of, of energy. Yeah, it's like continuous and it barrages could be, of energy. Yeah, it could be either in a, in a circular pattern or a straight pattern, and she'll raise her shield up to block you. And while she does that... You know, you can kind of get behind her shield so you don't get hit. Mm-hmm. And then when that when the when the enchantress stops shooting, that's your opportunity to jump on her shield, right? Like pogo off the shield and then land or hit the enchantress's face, which is at the top of the screen. Mm-hmm. Now, when I played, I was swiping the shovel at her head. Um, you know, doing the, first of all, I had trouble timing the bounces. Yeah, but when I did, I was swiping the head, and I was noticing that. I, it was taking no damage off. Like, it was taking, like, half a hit on mm-hmm. her health line every right. time I would swipe. So, every, for every bounce I would do, it would take maybe, at most, one health damage off. And I wasn't even getting coming close. It would be like, I was dying, and she still had, like, almost a whole energy bar. So, it wasn't until I figured out how to bounce on her head. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I figured it out, but eventually I got the timing right, and she was dead almost instantly as soon as I did that. Right. Like, I think that, that one try killed her. But um, the, the the shovel, like regular shovel attack, I could not beat her with that. Mm-hmm. I had some trouble. Yeah, I I got lucky with a couple of the pogo attacks. I think there are a couple of different ways to approach this fight. Uh, a couple of things that would probably work pretty well. Um, you know, you have those um, 
have those fists that can that can propel you sideways. That would probably would have mm, worked pretty well too. Good. I didn't. I didn't actually use that or the propeller blade. Yeah, because if you pogo on her head, she allows you to do it for like three times, and then she zooms across the screen. Right. Which usually means you're going to drop down unless you have something to propel you across with her. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I'm always a little hesitant during these fights. I always keep that phase lock. I know. Handy, that's just what I did case. too. Yeah, I was using that uh-huh. <laughs> just as an extra layer. Of protection. I had the um, the anchor too. I was I was testing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's. You know, uh, ultimately not a terrible fight once you kind of get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's sort of the, the final battle for the game, right? I mean, it's, at this point, you are sort of, um, you know, you get the conclusion cinemas and various, you know, It's a fun follow-ups. ending. I thought it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't spoil any of that. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that for, for the, right. the person playing. Yeah, so uh, I guess, you know, overall... I'd say... So, I have a... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to give my conclusions. I, I was going to... Just a couple little things. Um, did you ever find out what the coin does? Oh, yeah. There was that there's, coin. there's that one item that you, you find or you can buy. Mm-hmm. And it says the coin... It's a, it's a coin. And it uses your magic. You throw the coin and it just goes across the screen and that's it. <laughs> and the description is like... Throw the coin and test your luck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying... I must have thrown maybe like a hundred of them. And I don't know what it does. What are they called? No idea. I'm trying to remember what they call that thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean though. Well, basically, it's almost like... Think of it like a hockey puck. Yeah. So you can use it to hit enemies with. Oh, it does hit enemies? It okay. hits enemies. I was you... just testing it against walls and stuff. <laughs> I thought it was going to give me money. I'm like, well, maybe one of them is going to turn into like a, a gem or something, and that's going to give me... Right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any other side benefits to using it. There is an achievement that you get if you are able to juggle it a couple of times. So basically, what you do is you can throw it across the floor. Yeah. It'll hit an enemy and it'll bounce back towards you. Ah. And then you can use your shovel to hit it again uh-huh. and swat it back at the enemy. And you can keep bouncing it if you can keep it alive long enough. Okay. Um, I know that. And I think you do get an achievement for hitting it X number of times. Okay. It might have been like five times off the same enemy or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's... I, I didn't really use it too many times. I mean, I tried it. And I think I did get that achievement, but then after that, I didn't really use it again. Because after a certain point, you get that other thing that has those green orbs that bounce. That's another magical yeah, I item. I had that. I never used it. So I, I never used any of the... I used that instead. Um, but I didn't really... Yeah, I didn't really use either one that much, okay. to be honest. But yeah, that's what that was, that was, that's okay. what that was for. And now, the gem stages, the treasure stages. Mm, did you do yeah. any of those? I did a couple of them. I think there's one. I think there's only two. I think there's one that I didn't do at the end of the game. The end one, you needed the sword, the, the dagger that makes you propel across. Right. That's you, otherwise, you can't do, do it. Because I tried that. I, I died a lot on that board trying to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Until I realized that there's a weapon that you need to do. Because they, they don't tell you. They, they kind of give you hints. Yeah. They're like, well, it'd be good if you can like, you know, find a way to propel across this. But I'm like, well, it, I don't know what that means. So I kept trying to do it with what I had. And mm-hmm. you can't. So, and then the one in the beginning, you need the fists to do it, I believe. Right. And, and they kind of hint you at that, too. So, I did the first one, and the second one, I never went back, because the sword was the last item I got, mm-hmm. and then I beat the game. Um, how about the question mark, the Hall of Museum? Um, I didn't go to that museum. So, I did that one, too. And I think you have... You probably saw something that I wouldn't get in this game because I played the PC version. Right. So this is the PS4 version. This is where Kratos is hitting. Mm. 
So this this level you guest have appearance. To, yes, <laughs> it's um it's a museum and there's a girl out front, this lady, and you have to pay to see the museum. She's like, well, if you want to enter, you have to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. So you're like, and it's you know like a thousand or something like that. So you pay your or five thousand. It's not cheap. You pay to go in, and then when you go in, it's uh, there's people in there, and they're like. This place is haunted. Like, I, you know, I can't believe you came in here. And so then you try to go out and you can't because they locked the door. And they're like, oh, you should have never paid her the money. Or, you know, they tell you something like that. Like, you should have known better. So now you're like, well, now you're stuck in here. And, you know, what can you do? So um, it's a pretty simple board. It's uh, basically like a, a big loop you go around. Mm-hmm. But all the enemies in here are these ghosts. And these ghosts, um, kind of similar to, like, the Mario World style um, uh style ghosts Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't kill them however there's these energy balls on the screen that when you hit them with your shovel the balls will bounce and um shoot like a little like ray of energy out of it and if it's near a ghost it'll kill the ghost Hmm. so the idea is to shoot this like a soccer ball kind of thing around and um try to get it close enough to each ghost and it kills them i didn't really have trouble with it it's just a little time consuming Um, there's a lot of hidden areas in this board and people to talk to and on top, so there's, like, breakable walls you can break. Um, on top of that, inside one of the breakable walls is another breakable wall in the corner. Mm. And that's where you discover your hidden boss, which is Kratos. <laughs> and this boss is pretty cool. From God of War. From God of War, right. I should, should have mentioned that. <laughs> like, who's Kratos? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, basically a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, it's. I would say it's it's cool if you're a fan of that, but um, he doesn't really add anything to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they put some work into it. He's got, um, a cloak on and he does a lot of his abilities from the game. So he has like the, um, the grappling hook thing Mm. that he throws against the wall. And you got like the kind of the, the Greek kind of background going on with the columns and stuff. And he goes through a lot of his like, um, typical, uh, moves that he does from the original game. And, uh, if you, if you beat him, he, um, it's funny. He, he stops and he puts his cloak, cloak back on and he walks off the screen and he leaves you, you know, a, a treasure. Mm. And it's funny if you, if you, if you, as he's walking off the screen, if you bounce on his head, his hood from his cloak comes off and he stops and he puts the hood back on <laughs> and then he continues <laughs> the walk again. And then every time you hit him, it, the same thing happens. Like if you hit him, the, the, the hood falls off and then he puts it back on and he starts walking again. He's got to maintain his look. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, so after you do that, you get you get this treasure, which is um, I figured it's like a broken armor or something like that, and it's kind of useless. Mm. You have to go back to the town, and you got to give it to the the blacksmith, and then he turns it into uh, a new uh, power up for you. Mm-hmm. And this is an exclusive power up. It's called Armor of Chaos. So the Armor of Chaos is um, it, ge- it gives you a couple abilities. It upgrades your weapon and also your um, shield. So now you can do a, a combo hits. So when you hit your shovel, you could do a three-hit combo. Huh. Now, I found this to be uh, sort of annoying because when you're in air and you're tapping your attack button, you get stuck in that attack and that combo move, and you can't move, and you're, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of floating in air. And I felt it very hard to control. So like when I first put that on, I was like, well, this is going to be great because you know you can kill bosses pretty easily. But I ended up dying half of the time. Hmm. Every time I used it. Um, your downward attack also adds um, a boost. You get like a flame attack when you when you do um, you know your thrust. And then you can also do a charge attack, which shoots out a fireball. 
and you can, and then you collect orbs throughout the game, which kind of power you up. Okay, so this is, uh, I guess, these are elements from the God of War. Yeah, games. yeah, it's kind of like God yeah. of War. Um, so yeah, I died actually like three or four times as soon as I put that armor on, mm-hmm. and immediately I was like, nope, this is coming off, <laughs> no good. Hmm. So uh, I, I didn't like it. Some people might like that armor, but to me, it was a big waste. <laughs> But that's that's that question mark stage. I see. If anyone's adventurous, okay. I know the uh, Xbox version has the battle toads yeah, in, as yeah. guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't characters. research to see what it gives you in the, in the Xbox mm, version. Yeah, I don't know either. And I don't know if there's anything special for the Nintendo versions of the game. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also dream sequences mm-hmm. which we didn't talk about. Right. Um, it doesn't happen between every stage, but on some of the boss kills. You get, um, you see yourself at a bonfire. Yeah, the campfire, campfire. basically. Um, and um, sometimes it's just a matter of you have to wake your guy up, and then you, if you put out the fire, there's like hidden gems, and then you just walk off the screen, and then you pick your next level. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll see your character kind of floats up into the sky, and now you're in this kind of battle in, in a dream mm-hmm. where your girl, um, the, sh- the shield knight, yeah. is falling, and... As she's kind of falling slowly, and you're at the bottom, of, you know you have to wait and try to catch her. But before you can catch her, there's all these enemies attacking you. So you have to try to stay alive in time for her to fall, and then also time your mm-hmm. yourself to catch her. And then if you do, um, I don't know if you don't. I never missed her. I always caught her every time. Mm-hmm. But she gives you a health upgrade every time you catch her. Yeah. So I think there's like three times that happens through mm-hmm. the game. So you want to try to catch her? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but otherwise, I mean, that, that's kind of the gist of the entire game. And uh, you said you had some kind of, like, final thoughts about it? Yeah, well, I guess, uh, let's see. I'm going to ask what your, maybe what your favorite oh, relic was. my favorite relic. So, I think we mentioned this already, huh. for, for my part. I guess you can, if, you have, if you've got a particular favorite. I would say the phase lock mm-hmm. thing, because that, I... I would say that came in the most handy through the whole game. Right. I use that the most. It saved me a lot of times from dying. I would have to agree. That was definitely, like I mentioned... But I have to also say I didn't really use any of the other ones other than the fireball. The other ones were all kind of situational, depending on what you needed at the moment. Um, And this was sort of like, you know, you you switch to the other one, you you use it, and then you can... Because you can switch any time, and the game is paused while you do it. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, it's very easy to just switch to something that you need on the spot and then switch back to the phase locket just to sort of, you know, that's like your safety net in case yeah. in case something bad happens. Yep. Yeah. Um, so do you have a particularly hated enemy? Any p- enemy types in the game that you disliked strongly? Yeah, the Electrodent, which was <laughs> the little rat that as soon as you go near it, sets out like electricity Mm -hmm. and every time i fell for it i went near him to try to hit him and then i get electrocuted and get hit yeah every every time and it's it's a guy he's got a weird (laughs) weirdly timed thing where like if you get if you do get near him he jumps right yes he does he like jumps Uh at you so you're you like you feel like you've got just the right distance to hit him and then as you move in he like he'll jump up at you so you almost have to like fade back you have to be ready to like jump away from him yeah eventually i just stopped even trying to hit them Mm mm-hmm Okay. Those are my least favorite enemies. 
All right. Well, I'm going to say I hate those hover meanies. Those are the Which ones. ones are those? those are the ones with the the green enemies with the propeller cape that try oh, to blow okay. you off the, the platforms. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are annoying because they block your shot sometimes, right? Uh huh. Well, that and they're you know they're like they're in bad spots. They're, they're, they, <laughs> yeah. Well, they create wind to like blow you off platforms and uh-huh. stuff. And sometimes it's you're trying to like I use my fireball. A lot of those guys. That's a good time to use those. Definitely. Um, I've got another one. Yeah. Uh, they're called fairies. These are the ones that have like those chomping teeth. Like when they get near you, they float very slowly. But as soon as they get near you, they start like biting you and they bite you like repeatedly. Like, why am I not remembering these guys? This one looks kind of like, mm, it's sort of like vaguely like a cat maybe, Yeah. but it just floats very slowly. Hmm. You know? Okay. (laughs) Those ones really annoyed me too. Um, and then finally, I'd have to say the Tadvolt, which are these frogs. Oh, yeah, those guys were annoying, too. This Very was... similar to the rats, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. They're probably my second most hated, yeah. They have electric attacks and as well. They, and they, they go fast, and they're hard to predict. Yep. Right, and they're very uneven. Their, their behavior is not yep. fixed. They'll jump at different times. Sometimes they'll jump, sometimes they won't. Sometimes they jump high, sometimes they jump low. It doesn't, you know, it's like mm-hmm. very random. So it's a little difficult to deal with those. Um, but counterbalancing that, I'd say, what do you think was the easiest boss to fight? Was there any uh, particulars? I would say probably the treasure knight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... Is I that mean, King Knight? He was like the gold one. Uh-huh. The gold knight. He kind of looked like you, but he was gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the same one I'm thinking of. I think I beat him pretty quick. I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was in... I, I, I mean, like I said, I didn't really have too much of a problem with most of them. I know. So you're, I, I don't know. I just I, I just got lucky. I don't know. Because you're a whiz kid. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but I re- I remember him not like even being a challenge at all. Like yeah, I mean when I when I was replaying the boss fights at the end, we have to fight all of them. Yeah, he was the one that I was just easily beating every time, just no problem. He was the one that I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to get it to early so that I could you know bank those health upgrades. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Overall, though. I would say there's areas where this game could have been even worse <laughs> in terms of challenge. Um, okay. There's no time limits, which I really appreciate. Yes. That was one thing I was concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate that in all these games. I know. I don't understand. I never understand that in games. Why, why, why I, I do just, that? I like to look around. I mm-hmm. like to soak Especially in. the Mario Brother games. Like that's a game made for exploration and they give you a time limit. I never mm-hmm. understood that. Yeah. Um, you basically have unlimited lives and unlimited continues. Really, the only penalty is that that money drop situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, you might have to repeat some stuff until you get good at that that point of the game. But you don't have you don't have like fixed lives to worry about, and you don't have like fixed continues or anything like that. You can just keep playing until you beat it. Yeah, which is pretty good, I'd say. Um, I do also like. Uh, some of the text used in this game. I know you probably skipped past most of it, but there's various words that were emphasized to mm-hmm. give them kind of more. Oh yeah, weight. the wavy, the wavy. Yeah, uh, fonts. So yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of I did notice emotion yeah. in certain I, words. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's like it, it just adds a, like a little visual flair. It's stuff that you could not do on PC Engine or Nintendo or. Probably not like easily, the, yeah. It was kind of nice that they added some effects that are on a modern machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
let's see. I guess my 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 complaint would be about the the knockback in this game, mm-hmm. like where you know an enemy hits you and it just knocks you off the platform you're on or off the rope you're trying to climb or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And you know, it, like like I said, that armor that gives you the the the, the weighted the armor. Of yeah. momentum yeah. that gives you that weight it gives you some control back in those situations when you're on a platform at least uh-huh. when you're walking. Um, but I just, I just dislike those situations because I feel like you're helpless. You can't really do anything. Like if you're going to get hit, you're, you're falling, and there's really nothing you can do to stop it. You know what I mean? Other than prevent yourself from getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, it feels like you're taking control away from the player, and I don't know. To me, that's kind of a pet peeve. Um, but you know, otherwise, I'd say it was <laughs> a pretty brutal playthrough for the most part. I, it took me a while to get through this game, and you know how long it takes me to get through some of these games. Yep. Um, so there is one of the townspeople that you can go to. To uh, it gives you a bunch of statistics about how your playthrough has gone, and you yeah. get you also get it through. You you actually get a very extended set of statistics during the end credits. Um, tells you a lot more detail. Yes, I ended up taking a screen grab of that on my <laughs> PS4. Uh huh. Um, but you I, do get it by talking to the guy in the town also. Right. Not Maybe not as detailed. But. Not as detailed. But he gives you the, the core stuff. Um, and I have my stats available if you have okay. yours as I, well. I actually don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know the approximate how many hours it took me to beat it, but okay. I'll have to go look up. So what was your play time, do you think? It was around seven hours. Mm. That's probably pretty on point for most people. I don't know. My play time was 21 hours... 10 minutes and 28 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so about three times longer. Yeah. And you didn't do some of the stages. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure that one out. But I think I replayed a lot of stuff. I think I died a lot. Yeah. Uh, total lives lost in this in my playthrough was 363. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm anywhere near that number. Uh, it does tell me that my total haul for the game was... Uh, 123,779 gold. Total gold lost, 57,248. Whoa. <laughs> so I lost about half the gold that I collected. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll have to post these results. I'm gonna post mine. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll see who won. Um, I collected 38 of the 46 music sheets that are available to be found. Okay, I think I'm around the same, because there's... There's one part at the very end where you get five from the guy, and yeah. I missed that one. Of course you're almost the same. <laughs> Can't let me win anything. Well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and actually my total item completion was 80%. So okay. I found 80% of the items to be remember. found in the game. I guess I didn't explore enough. Oh. But yeah, I don't know what else you could have missed. Weird. But yeah, I mean, there are certain points where you're happy to get past this point in the game and you're not going to go back for anything Especially, you might have Especially, yeah, on some of those. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that about wraps it up for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, f- just my my final thoughts on it. Um, I I think it was a fun playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... The, here's my problem. I don't like these type of games. <laughs> I'd be and surprised. this is, reminds me of Mega Man 9 and Mega Man 10 and... It's just I don't like those instant deaths in games. I think it's it's not it doesn't add to the fun value for me. It's I don't find that challenging. I don't find it fun. I just find it very frustrating. 
I do a lot of screaming and cursing mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm playing games like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I preferred in, in Shovel Knight the first level or the first two stages because it's more like an action platformer and you don't have to worry too much about like dying instantly in, in spots. And I kind of wish the whole game was like that, just extended a little bit longer. So I, I don't. So I'm not saying this was a bad game for me. I just don't think that. Uh, I thought it was it was okay. I, I would say like I wouldn't be in my top hundred games mm-hmm. of all time or anything like that. Um, I'm glad I played through it. I can't say you know it's not it's not one of my favorites. Mm, okay. So I mean, there is an expansion. I, coming. I do. Yeah, I'll pick up the expansion. I mean, I, I got this far with it. It's a free upgrade. I, anyway. Here's my my feelings is. I, I like a lot of heart that went into this game. Like, the developers, you can tell they spent a lot of time mm-hmm. with the levels and the, the amount of detail they put on all these characters and personalities. You know, all the characters are very, a lot of person, very, very Nintendo-esque in, in the amount of effort they put in a lot of the stuff in this game. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a short game, but still, it's, um, I can appreciate, you know, the work they put into it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. <laughs> I, I can I can see that yeah I mean definitely so, yeah so I mean that expansion I'll, I'll I'll probably pick it up I think it's a free expansion anyway it so. is it's a free upgrade to anybody who so that'd has be cool. the game I'll give it a try I think you play as well Plague Knight that's what I, that's what I've heard yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah why not supposedly adds a you know I mean he's got different abilities so it adds a whole style of of play you know yeah to the game I wonder why they picked that character of all unless they're gonna do maybe don't know. maybe they might do more or mm-hmm. maybe that was part of the Kickstarter I don't know yeah. Not sure what the motivation there huh. is. But, interesting. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, and the PS4 version that I played mm-hmm. is cross-save. So if you have a Vita or PS TV, you can play your game on all three. And then there's a cross-save option. So you would, um, in the main menu, you select cross-save and it uploads your save to the cloud. And then when you can pick it up on another... Very nice. You know, on your Vita or something while you're in the bathroom. Very cool. <laughs> Might want to do that. Who knows? Yeah, just so people know. Well, especially yeah. if if you're like me and it takes you 21 hours to beat the game, you might you might need some. Are you sure you didn't just have it on pause like you do at Borderlands? No, no, this is different. Yeah. This is this is the in-game timer. The game knows what you're. Time. Up to. I got to look. Isn't there a website that tells you what the average time there it is. takes? Mm-hmm. I should check that and sure. see. All right. So after all that shoveling, I guess we can uh, maybe get into. Any pickups for the week? Anything new in terms of I picked up something last week. Uh-huh. It's the uh, Metroid World of Nintendo action figure. Uh-oh. Really? So, yeah, this is... Uh, it's from a line. It's, you know, the World of Nintendo toy line. Mm-hmm. And this one has... It's a four and a half inch figure of Samus from Metroid. Mm-hmm. And it has 14 points of articulation. Wow. Which I think is not so great on, like, modern <laughs> figures. <laughs> like, that might have been cool maybe, like, 10 years really? ago. But I feel like... Uh, on a four and a half inch figure? Uh, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like the ones that have more are, like, taller or bigger. Oh, okay. But well, I guess... Either way, it's co- it looks really cool. Like, I bought it just... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, play with it or anything. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks good. I mean, it could have been a statue. It would have been fine. But I, I like these more... This whole toy line is pretty good. I like them more than the Amiibos. Mm. They're larger. They're um, a little bit more uh, sculpted better, I, I feel. Um, paint job's about the same. But, you know, they're poseable. So you can put them in... Mm-hmm. Well, these are actual toys. Things. Yeah. these are, And they come with a little bonus in the box. Mm-hmm. And um, in this case, 
the little mystery accessory is a little Metroid. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't open it yet, but uh, maybe at some point I'll take it out of the package. Ah, uh, yeah. So this one's kind of got like a flat paint scheme as opposed to the Amiibo, which has like more of a metallic look. Yeah, yeah. This is based on like the original 8-bit right. character. Rather than like... You know, yeah. Yeah, rather than like a Metroid Prime type of look. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, and no, it does not turn into the morph ball. It doesn't do any of that. <laughs> right. Um, but, and you can't remove the helmet. So, you, you know, just what you see on the figure is mm-hmm. what you get. Um, there's a couple, this is series 1.2 or 1-2. There's other figures in this series, uh, Diddy Kong, a uh, Blue Toad, Luigi Ganondorf, and a 12 or like 8 inch Metroid. Mm. Um, that, that comes in a bigger box and it's got like a squishy jelly <laughs> out, outer coating on mm-hmm. it. So, um, the, uh, this is pretty good. I haven't collected the whole set, but, um, you know, I've been just picking out the ones that I like and, uh, yeah, I might pick up, I don't know. I had my eye on Toad, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Toad. Toad's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They look good. I think they're interesting. They're more, you know, they're obviously more, um, like I would, th- I would say more core uh, Nintendo franchise characters rather than a lot of the more obscure stuff that has been showing up as amiibos. Yeah. So it's a lot more of the the things you would recognize. Yeah, I think the first series was Yoshi, Mario, <laughs> Waluigi, I think, or or um, Wario. Maybe mm-hmm. Wario was, and uh, I forget who the fourth character was. Oh, um, Link mm. from Zelda. Yeah. Right. Okay. Tip, pretty uh, pretty good assortment, I guess. Yeah, pretty, pretty typical. You expect a fan. You know me; I'm a big Nintendo fan. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I love that Nintendo. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Nintendo of old, perhaps. Uh, well, there's some. Yeah, mostly old. <laughs> <laughs> What right, about cool. you? Did you pick up anything? Um, yeah, well, I, whatever I picked up was all of the digital nature. Okay, that's the modern mm-hmm. answer I would hear from most people. Yeah, well, so I no, have... No swords in electricity and plasma or anything like nothing that? Nothing like that, okay. no, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I picked up a um, I picked up a piece of DLC for Dead Rising on Xbox One. I did pick up that... Super Dead Rising ah. 3 Arcade Remix yeah. uh, add-on. Is that a paid add-on? Or? It is. It is. It was the one that was not included with the Apocalypse Edition, which in- has all of the uh, other DLC bundled with it. Um, and the reason I went for that one is there was a Capcom sale on the uh, Xbox store. There was like uh, 50% off. It was normally $10, and I got it for 5 um, and I also have some expiring credit on there. Ooh. I have some Microsoft points that were accrued mm. from various promotions, and you know, you buy a certain set of games during some of our some of arcade or something like that, mm-hmm. and you get some some points back. Okay. Um, and those have been floating for a long time, and then they you know they recently within the last year or so they converted their currency away from those Microsoft points over to real dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that currency is um, sort of uh, flagged to expire after a certain time. So they sent a notice a couple of months ago saying, hey, you've got whatever, $10, $12 in credit on the store, and you have to use it by um, by June or end of May or something like that. 
Yeah. So I figured this was a good thing to spend it on. It's just something I wanted, and it was on fifty percent off anyway of you know free money. So I might as well just use it there. Smart. Very smart. Yeah. So I've got five some odd dollars left. I have to figure out what to do with it within the next couple of weeks. I guess. So hopefully, another interesting sale will hmm. pop up in the meantime. Otherwise, okay. I'll have to spend it on something else. Um, the other thing I picked up was I picked up Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, it was uh, on sale, among other many Star Wars items on sale. Was it Steam? What was that? So I picked this up on Android. I picked this oh, up okay. uh, from the Play Store. It was two ninety nine, down from the usual $10, I think, as well. So it was like a good 70% off. Um, this was on sale because of uh, Star Wars Day. May the 4th is regarded oh, as okay. Star Wars Day. Yeah. It's a not-so-clever pun. It hasn't gotten old yet. Okay. <laughs> it's an Still excuse going. to celebrate Star Wars. Of course, I celebrate Star Wars all month long because I feel... You're a true fan. That Star Wars, and all year long, really... <laughs> Uh, well, I feel that that it should be celebrated. Uh, but isn't that true with every properly. event, like Mother's Day and Father's Day and Valentine's Day? Yeah, why not? Why is it just one day? Sure, why why pick it out? You know, keep it going all all the time. I think people get lazy because then they'd be like, "Well, why do I have to like love someone the rest of the year?" It's a reminder. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I bought it on Android mm-hmm. because um, I can I can now load it up on the on the Shield and. Maybe finally oh, play. Getting that shield some use yeah. lately. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, this is this is exciting because this is a full blown PC title and also Xbox original game. It was originally an Xbox exclusive until it came out on the PC as well, um, or at least a console exclusive. But now it's fully available in portable form. I think I even have it on iOS already. Mm-hmm. I have it on the iPad. Uh, I had bought it when it was on sale then, when that came out. the beauty of digital games. They're cheap enough to own on everything. Um, Yeah, but I figured on the Shield I can play with a real controller, even though it has been tweaked for touch controls. And and I feel an RPG like this is probably fine, because you're not not dealing with reaction time anyway. With touch controls, yeah. I mean, you can tap items on the screen and, you know, interact with them that way. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. Yep. Um, but this gives me both. This gives me the both, you know, a controller to move my character around with, as well as, you know, the shield has the touchscreen as well. So, mm-hmm. so this will give me a good excuse to, to play that a bit more. Uh, and my final item is, uh, something that was just released. Uh, a standalone expansion for Wolfenstein was released called The Old Blood. Yeah. And I had a... I like the artwork for that. Yeah, it's, it's cool. pretty cool. <laughs> Um, this one is acts. This game acts as sort of a, a prequel to the uh, core game. Uh-huh. Uh, it does not require the original game, so this is like oh no, a standalone expansion you could just buy on itself. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and you can play this without the the full game. That's kind of how that uh, other game, um, First Light, right? On right. The- yeah. And you want to know something too? On I noticed on the PS4 store. You can buy the uh, Last of Us add-on uh-huh. as a separate game now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's strange. The one with the, the two girls. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So it must be like, a, and it's like a lower price, you know, because you're not buying yeah. the full game. Right, yeah. This was uh, normally $20, and I had it, I had a 25% off code cool. for this, and I got it for 15 so. Yeah, I watched some Twitch sc- screen, uh, streams of that. <laughs> yeah. And it um, seemed okay. Yeah, it looked good. <laughs> Unfortunately, we tuned in right at the end. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's all right. That's fine. I play these games for for the uh, 
the gameplay and the mechanics. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it's. Um, I'll probably. I mean, I, I really like the game. I like the original game. Yeah, you had fun with that. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it, and I feel like it was a bit of a. You know, it didn't quite get the attention it deserved, and I wanted to. Um, you know, give, give give the devs a shot in the arm and pick up mm-hmm. this game at launch, even though I got it for twenty five percent off. But nonetheless, it, that still counts in their in their books sure. as yeah. a sale. And um, you know, I don't know who picks up those sales. I think it probably, I think the vent the the seller uh, offers it because you can use it on a number of things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just for this game, okay. uh, but I chose to use it here. So I thought that was pretty good. I'll probably play that pretty shortly. It doesn't seem like an overly long game, so... All right, maybe we'll hear about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, maybe we can get into a, a quick bit of news before we... Yeah, we'll wrap it up with some news and then... Call it a day. Head, yeah. yeah. We're heading into the, the double hours now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- one of the things that looked kind of interesting in the news recently was um, a, yet another exploit on the 3DS... Um, this is by the same, um, hacker, if you will. Uh, yeah. Uh, Smealum, the French, uh, coder and developer, uh, came up with a way to use that game, Cubic Ninja, again, to make the 3DS region free. And we'll let you boot games that are not native. As we know, the 3DS is, uh, region protected. You can't just plug in a cartridge from anywhere in the world. If you have a North American 3DS, you can't hmm. use a Japanese game um, unless you have this workaround in place. We so. still need that copy of Cubic Ninja. I can't believe that's the only game you can do this with. It's it's specially crafted. You know what I mean? Like it's these so are weird. these are custom save files typically that, uh-huh. that are loaded up just for this game that will cause. They couldn't pick like a game that is easy to find. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's uh, he says that um, or can't someone do repros of this game so like people can buy this? Yeah, you know, for like ten yeah, or twenty dollars. He, he says he is looking to use. Um, Ocarina of Time as a potential oh, okay. way to load the exploit yeah. as well. That's not, still not that much of a cheaper game. Though. Well, nowadays, that game is kind of in demand. Yeah. It's now out of print, and people want it, because yeah. it's a Zelda game. And, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, a hot game, but it's a game that more people might have. Than yeah, Cuba I think Ninja. it was more, a bigger print run. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, so um, this game does not let you load pirate games or anything like that. It doesn't modify the firmware. So I can't play Pirates of the Caribbean on it? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No pirates here. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it doesn't, you know, it it will let you also go to the eShop, so it doesn't hack your system in any way, other than to just let you load those games. So that's pretty good, Mm -hmm. assuming that it doesn't aggressively patch it out, which they they probably would. That could happen any day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's not, like, a, a, a real hack, like... There was on the DS's prior. Yeah. Well, these games, these these consoles are a little more. But that's what they said about the Wii, and like how easy that was to hack. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was not yeah. as well protected in those no. in that case. And they made a big fuss of how like how it was going to be like the system that you couldn't hack. And they you know they did it, and we haven't seen the Wii U hacked, but that's not really a big. There wasn't a big user base, I think, for that to to warrant probably getting in, hacked. Probably in low demand, but. The way these things always start is they always say it's always in the interest of homebrew. Uh-huh. They always want yeah, to say, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I just spent $300 for this piece of hardware. Or, or that they want to back up their game. <laughs> sure. Either one of those things. Um, you know, like, hey, sure. I, I, I paid for this hardware. I want to I wanna be able to use it for other things like 
I don't know, running Linux or something. You yeah, know? right. Because that's what you buy a yeah. Wii U for or whatever. But, you know, hey, you know, people have their own motivations. They feel like I can create my own software for these devices if I have access to something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of why they want to be able to do that. Um, unfortunately, the PS4 has a hack for it as well, apparently. We've been hearing that somewhere in Brazil... This is being offered as um, a way to, to actually pirate games it's for the PS4. Weird. Yeah, like you have to buy the console from this person selling it in order for it to be, uh, you know, a pirated machine. Mm, is that how it works? Yeah, that's not like something you could just download or at least at, at the time of this article that, right. that I read on. Um, yeah, from what I'm getting uh, on this article here, this was uh, posted on. Wololo.net, yeah. which is uh, actually, you know, um, they, they keep up on these uh, hacking and homebrew type news. Um, they have a story here that says that basically what they do is they take a console that has, you know, they take like a legit PS4 that may have a bunch of games preloaded on it, mm-hmm. you know, pre- like pre-purchased. And then they, they, what it sounds like what they do is they basically effectively clone that system onto another PS4. Yeah. Um, using some type of unspecified hackery. Yep. Um, they're able to re-image the hard drive from one machine onto the other one. And it's unclear whether that involves a firmware hack of some kind. Um, and apparently some kind of Raspberry Pi is used. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps, uh, perhaps there's some custom code on that pie. There's something going on, yeah. That is uh, used to clone the machine or the drive from one to the other. Um, pretty radical, and I guess not completely unexpected. It happens with every system, over you know, eventually. Um, I don't know if you know the fact that these new consoles are Intel-based make it more likely for it to happen, but it seems like. It's an you know it's, it seems like it would be a no brainer that you know if because you're using more PC like hardware that it may might be more accessible or it might be easier to clone yeah information I don't, I don't know if the code is 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 it still based on Windows though? uh not Windows not no really. it's okay. an X, it's an x eighty six processor but okay and that's where it ends okay yeah yeah I mean there's there are some there are some differences between that and the way a, a normal PC would be built. Mm. Unified memory is the one big thing that would be different. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, In this case... Hopefully we'll get some more uh, pirated action going on. <laughs> well, I'm sure Sony's not happy I'd about this. I'd almost rather them work that out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Have they cracked those games yet? I mean, machines? Uh, I believe like, there reliably, are some mods for Because I remember, like, in the Xbox... You could do it, but you can't go online, and there's always like oh, rules. Well, and that's always going to be a pr- an issue. I know, but that's kind of, I don't know. I guess maybe once the firmware stop updating on those machines, then it would be a good time to just blow it open and put up a big hard drive in there. And yeah, I think I think that is possible, but you know, going online that's always tricky because you're connecting back to the yeah, yeah I guess the, the the parent site effectively, so they can run all kinds of checks against you and decide. Hey, yeah, if this, this machine's been modified, we're going to lock it out. Um, you know, one of the concerns is that, you know, obviously piracy is a concern mm-hmm. from, you know, from these vendors. They, they don't want your games to be copied. But, <clears throat> but at the same time, another factor is at play the fact that the system is compromised in some way. 
and that online play is going to be subject to hacking if if this is you know if like the reason one of the reasons they ban these consoles is because you know they don't want everybody to just assume that hey if i go play online i'm going to be playing against hackers and cheaters right they've modified their console in such a way that they can cheat during these games and i'm not going to have a good Mm -hmm. online play experience so i'm not going to bother i'm not going to bother signing up for xbox live or i'm not going to bother getting into these matches because they're all fixed anyway Mm -hmm. so why bother and you know that's kind of what they're that's kind of their heavy-handed approach to this is like hey you come onto our system with a hack system we don't know what you've done to it we don't know what you're able to do, so we're just going to block you. You know, that's kind of the approach they take. And, um, you know, I guess if they can knock out some pirates in the process, why not? Benefits them in that, in that front as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see if Sony cracks down on this in some way. Well, they, right now their down. store got hacked by Lizard. What do they call Lizard? Lizard Squad again? Lizard Squad, yeah. Oh, so man. they've been shut down the whole weekend. Those guys are nothing but trouble. I know. <laughs> At least they're claiming. I don't know if... If they're actually, mm-hmm. I mean, you, I guess they can make the claim, but not actually do it. I don't know if it's proven yet. Right. They're claiming, yeah, they're the ones who took it down. I see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I guess in other news, we've got a uh, further word from Konami. What are they up to? We've, we've, we've been hashing out this, you know, the, the game community's been up in arms over Konami. Wow, lately. I can't believe there's so many Silent Hill fans. Silent Hill and Metal Gear, and everything else. Those games were not great sellers, like ever. They've they've dropped off over time. Yeah, so like, where all these people come from? It's like suddenly this is like Uh, game of the century. Yeah, well, I guess that's part of the reason they're moving away from these games. They're they're expensive to make. Like, if if there were that many fans, then Konami would not be in the situation where. (laughs) That's kind of the catch twenty two. But yeah, I mean, they've basically said that their future is in mobile games. Yeah, they feel like that's where the money is. Same as. A lot of companies are saying Sega. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we've seen Sega say this very recently too. Nintendo uh, is now in that direction as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they feel like this is you know this is low risk and high return. Yep. As opposed to high risk and low return. Yeah. Well, they're in business to make money. So you know you're you're dealing with consoles which have a relatively small user base compared to mobile devices. Mm-hmm. You know you're looking at millions and millions of people who own these devices right yeah and they're your customers so makes sense yep and i guess also as a side note um you know pt the demo that we previously talked about this this the game that was supposed to be the teaser for silent hills has been not just delisted from the playstation store but it's been removed for download from the store so even if you previously bought it (laughs) yeah and you, for some reason, deleted it. Which I came close to doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I already played through it, and I was going to get, you know, I wanted to free up some memory. Sure. So I'm glad I didn't. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you had deleted it, you won't. Be, you were not able to download it again. There was point. actually an action message on my, I posted it, I think, on my Twitter right. or something that said, like, if, you know, if you're going to delete this, make sure you re-download it by this date, otherwise you're not going to be able to get it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Yeah, because the default message on any other item on the PlayStation Store is mm-hmm. you've already purchased this and you can always re-download it if you delete it. Yeah. And this is a one case where that wasn't true and they had to send a notice about it. Yep. So, pretty freaky that they're going this far to erase this game. But I guess um, they've got other plans. As they've... As they've Ye are Kung Fu jackpot they, slots. Hey, hey, man. I'd sign up for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Point me the way. You gotta match three uh, pole characters. <laughs> that's how you get Not fetal. <laughs> fetal might be in there too. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I'll, I'll look out for those. I think they have. Uh, I think they actually have some like winning eleven slot machines or something like that. Um, the, 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 really? the soccer game. Well, I, I saw two of them. I uploaded the photo last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, they weren't based on anything I knew of. Yeah. Tough times. Tough times for gamers. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> well, not really for gamers, because we got... I got games... Sure. That'll take me years to complete. I have so many games. Well, there was another story. There was a tough time for Too Awesome Studio. They had a Kickstarter campaign running mm. for uh, their next game, which was called Dimension Drive. And they had a goal of 30,000 euro... And they were 7,000 euros short. And just at the end of their campaign, uh, somebody came through and actually said, Hey, I'm willing to put up the 7,000. And they're like, Oh, that's awesome. And, you know. Yeah, so they went on Twitter. Yeah. And did this whole, like, a whole slew of tweets mm-hmm. saying how, like, they saved the whole Kickstarter and, like, this is the best news, like, ever. You couldn't yep. ask for anything greater. And then, and then what happened? And then they got the horrible news <laughs> that this was basically a fraudulent pledge. Yep. From Kickstarter, they heard this. Yeah. And, uh... And this was after the, the Kickstarter ended now. So, this was actually, I think, um... The pledge was made a few hours before the end of the campaign. And mm-hmm. then 31 minutes before it ended, Kickstarter came in and said... Oh, oh it was before? It was oh, right... Okay. It was, it was like, that, right it was after. half okay. an hour before the deadline. Saying, guess what, guys? Darn. Sorry, this one is not acceptable. And, um, yeah, they're probably pretty demoralized from this whole thing. Yeah, they were pretty upset about it. They mm-hmm. publicly yeah. said, like, this destroyed us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty bad. I mean, what can you really do against this kind of thing? They can um, always go back on Kickstarter again. They can try again. Um, it's just bad timing because it puts them right at the deadline and yeah. maybe they would have made it. Maybe they, maybe not. Maybe. Well, it didn't look like they were going to. It looked like they were falling That's short. a lot of money to get. And... But who knows who could have put up the yeah, money in that, t- in that time. A few hours were left. You know, maybe, uh, somebody on the team was, could have, you know, put up their own money to make the make their goals so yeah. they, can, they can continue to get funded or maybe, you know, who knows? Who knows what options they had? Maybe they had some other benefactors that might have stepped in. Mm. Um, but, guess. you know, it's it's the same as... It's a troll bid. The same the kind of thing that you see on, on eBay, eBay and, yeah. <laughs> you know, anywhere else. Just just to, you know, mess with people. What's up with the trolls, man? What's going on with them? Nobody's, you know... Everybody's, do you do it? Everybody's told to not feed the trolls. But maybe if you fed them, they wouldn't... They would go away. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a little reverse, reverse psychology. Like, all right. I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. I think they need to... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Kickstarter needs to do something for them when that happens. Maybe, I don't know, extend it a day or something. Give them, give them a shot in the arm. I don't know. Well, I got, sorry, i never been on anything on Kickstarter. I never donated. Mm-hmm. How, what is it? Is it like a PayPal thing or a credit card? Like, how does that work? In what sense? Like, like how do you give them the money? Do you, or is it just like, okay, I'll just give them this much and that's it, and then you give them the money later on or I'm something? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they verify pledgers or how they hmm. i've never i've never done it either so i don't really know what they what like i don't know how they uncovered like, this guy to not, be fraudulent. yeah like why is it not instantly known like why did this take 
a couple hours. Yeah, it's uh, they must have had some reason to suspect this. Hmm. Maybe it was the timing. Maybe it was the amount. Yeah, okay. I don't know. All right, but because uh, I mean, if I wanted to charge something like that on my credit card, seven thousand dollars a lot in one shot. It yeah, would no. certainly set a red flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. unless unless you're like I don't know. Like Amex, like Onyx or something. I don't know. Right, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that would be different. I'm sure they have some secret level of cards where it's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, you can pledge whatever you like. Yeah. I will pay you in gold bullions. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what goes in the soup? <laughs> Special kind of soup? Only uh, rich people soup. Uncle Scrooge, right? Yeah. He's got that. All right. We got one final item here to to knock things out. Um, apparently, YouTube. I like YouTube. Yeah, they they had a list. They put out a list of their ten most popular games of all time. Apparently, but wait, you don't play games on YouTube. You can watch videos of games. I guess this is uh, you know. They, Why would you watch videos of games and you can play them? They list games that have the most watch time on YouTube. So I, I guess this is. Most popular games as YouTube measures it. Okay. Uh, this was... This is list- an interesting list. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, I can guess some of these. I, could, I would say some of these are not surprising. Uh, yeah. Some well, of them are super surprising. It's surprising to me because I've never played, I don't think, any of these games. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, some of them make sense. So some got- of these are top 10 games that we know of. Yeah, I mean... Grand Theft Auto series, I'm sure. Makes sense. Um, Call of Duty is a popular game. I don't know, you know, why you'd watch a video of it, but but I guess there's a lot of interesting stuff that could happen. Uh, yeah, I guess League of Legends. We all know that's like an esport thing, and that's broadcasts mm-hmm. all over the place. That's pretty happening. I'm surprising that's only number three. I thought that was going to be number one. Yeah. So I guess uh, maybe it's more of a Twitch thing. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's I mean, more of a live thing. FIFA soccer? Like, that was kind of unusual. That like, I'm surprised Why by. would you watch video games? Virtual sports? soccer. I'm surprised. This, I understand like, it's a popular like, game. I understand it's a popular sport. Uh, why would you want to watch soccer to begin with? But Well, <laughs> I'm not going to make that judgment. But <laughs> I know I don't. But, but a video I'll game put it soccer. on sometimes. All right. I guess whatever. It's, yeah. It's number five, so people are watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is pretty surprising because it's a pretty new game. Yeah, it's a mobile game. And I know it's popular. I know people I like it's on, it. It's on PC, though, right? It's on PC, I too? I guess. Okay. Because I always see it on, on a lot of stuff. Android and iOS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minecraft, no surprise. That was... That's number one. That was number one. Yeah. So, I mean... That game is a phenomenon. I mean, that that's, that is shaping a generation. If there's one... I'm really not surprised by that one, just because it's a sandbox game where you create stuff. Yeah. And you want to show it off to share people. It. Yep. So, to me, that's a very natural mm-hmm. game to be on, on any kind of video site. Um, same thing with Gary's Mod. Gary's Mod is... I don't know anything about that. It's, a, it's an add-on for uh, Half-Life 2. Okay. And it basically gives you a tool set to make up all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it started off as kind of like... You know, it just lets you mess around with the physics of the engine, like lets you create objects and move things around, but you can get pretty elaborate with it and make original content with it, and it's pretty good. It's, you know, pretty popular. Yeah. It started off as a free mod, I think, and it became a paid product on, on Steam. Huh. So, fully embraced by the creators of uh, of the game. So Yeah, I always see it on Twitch streams when I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... The Sims? The Sims, I and that, guess. That- 
kind of makes sense. I mean, it's been around a long time. Yeah. And that's also a game like, like Minecraft. We want to share. Long-running thing. Yeah. Funny things happen. Uh, Dota 2, also with League of Legends. Also yeah. not surprising. Yeah. Uh, but, and then... But then the, the one... oddball of the group. The, uh, the <laughs> one, I have to agree, uh, I saw this was featured on Kotaku. Steven Totillo mentions... Um, not many surprises, except for Puzzles and Dragons. I well, mean... The only thing I'm thinking of why this is so popular is... number Well, number one, it's like the number one pop, most popular game right now. Is it really? Yeah, it's hugely popular. Maybe I mean, not in the U.S. I mean, it was popular enough for Nintendo to make a Nintendo yeah, version of this game. there's like three versions of it, because they yeah. rebranded it mm-hmm. a couple of times. But um, I'm thinking people are tuning in to find out, like, hints and tips. Uh-huh. And that's why they're watching these videos. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of, because why else would you watch a puzzle game? I guess so. I, mean, I never played it, personally, so I don't know. I haven't played it either. The closest I come to a game like this, and I guess it's similar to Candy Crush. Why isn't Candy Crush on this list, I guess? For the same reason. Yeah, um, good point. But I play I play a little bit of Marvel Puzzle Quest, and that's... I mean, I play it, and I have fun with it, and it's not terribly challenging, so I don't really feel I need to go out and get tips or... Or watch videos on how to play the game. I play it for a little bit and I kind of move on. Um, so yeah, I can't. I, I can't relate to it on that level. I don't know why. It, I don't know why it has that. I, same think, kind I, th- of feel. I think a lot of it is a generational thing. I think like a lot of these games mentioned are like a younger age group, right? Who are playing these and also watching these. Mm-hmm. So like for you, like w- would you say when you watch games on YouTube, w- what kind of games do you look for? Like what do you look? Why would you watch something? Like, what's the... Um, I I guess if I'm having... If I'm stuck, I guess if it's if I need a tip on a game. Yeah? If I if I can't figure out how to get past a certain spot in a game, I might right. go to the, the point of... of uh, so, it's, so it's almost like a visual fact. I wanna, it's like a walkthrough that I want to see how to get past a certain yeah, spot. Yeah, I think that's the same for me. I mean, think I think after I beat Shovel Knight, I went back to see... Um, I don't even know if it was in Shovel Knight. I know, you know, I, sometimes it's the music in a game mm-hmm. I want to hear. And, and right. sometimes, you know, that's the only way you can hear it. And someone has the game on, you know, playing. Yeah. But, um... I mean, the other reason would be if I'm, if I'm like... Or if it's a game I'm going to buy or right, something. Exactly. I want to see what it looks like. If I, if I want to preview the game and I want to see what the gameplay looks like. But I can't say I really spend more than, like, a minute or two watching those things. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless it's, like, a specific point. Like, I think in Borderlands, there was a spot where I wanted to... Um, check out where something was or something, and, and someone had a playthrough, so I had to like forward to the point where I thought, you know, uh-huh. so that was like a view, maybe. I don't know how that works, but mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't do a whole lot of uh, YouTube video game watching myself, but right, yeah, no, it's um, it's it's just it depends on on what I'm interested in. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I did I did watch that Shovel Knight. Uh, Speedrun recently because I was really mm. after just f- having finished it myself. I'm curious to see how someone who's good at the game can. can how be. can they possibly do it without dying 450 times? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when it took me 21 hours, and then I see someone who's able to finish the game in 41 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to experience that and see what that's like. They must be using a cheat code. Not at all. Knew exactly, I don't believe it. Just knew exactly what to do at the right time. Don't believe it. And and had the <laughs> skills to pull it off consistently. These people are possessed by demons. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's not true. That could be. I mean, uh, anything's possible. 
Is it possible that we're at the end of this episode, though? I think we are. I think we've worn out our welcome here. Mm, quite so. <laughs> so, join us next week. Um, I cannot say we will have a long episode again next week, but anything's possible. So, visit us on Facebook. Leave us comments on this episode. I'm going to try to post my stats on Shovel Knight so people can see what, um, how bad or good I did. <laughs> and uh, you can leave us feedback on there, or you can email us at obbfeedback. We want our feedback. gmail.com. Um, you want your feedback? <laughs> I don't have your feet. I want my feedback. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I think that's what I'm uh, getting at. Uh, otherwise, uh, I have nothing else to add, so... That's it for me, too. Bye. See ya. Bye.